Hi, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast that still does not have a name. We, <laughs> we're working on it, um, but uh, hopefully we'll have that soon. Uh, yeah, so we're on uh, episode three of this uh, podcast with our fun characters. Um, and uh, let's jump into a little recap before we dive into the episode for today. Um, so where we guys, where we left off, the party is on the run. After jumping out the windowed chambers of the King's Palace, the gang wasted no time and made for the Sky Rail Station, an intricate system of train cars uh, used as the primary form of transportation throughout the, uh, the city, uh, for the higher classes at least. Uh, once the train system, uh, once at the train uh, station, Lacey tried to distract the guards by creating a burning smell that eroded from the train car that they were trying to board. This backfired when the train attendant called for guards to assist in what he thought would be a fire. Of course, at this point, the gang's trying to uh, not run into any guards after looking very conspicuous, leaving a dead dwarven princess and two dead royal guards uh, as, they, as they ran away from the scene of the crime. Luckily, the guards here had not become aware of the group's notoriety yet and had ignored them and looked to fix the issue. Hailscales jumped on the opportunity and, uh, with the help action from Seabug, convinced the train attendant that he was a rail doctor, quote, rail doctor, and could fix the malfunctioning car. Uh, he then successfully persuaded the attendant to send the party and Yara, the tiefling woman, on a, quote, cool down lap. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember what you rolled, but it was something really good. <laughs> it was really something. <laughs> also, I think I think you we had you explain how you convinced it after you rolled, and I kind of wish you'd explained it before you rolled, because then I don't know if that would have made it a harder success. <laughs> you still got I think you rolled like a 19 or something. Yeah, I think um, I immediately went off on a tangent about how I was a rail doctor, and then you were like, why yeah. do we need a cool down lap for yeah. a train? Yeah. I, was, I talked about the friction, and then you helped me talk about the friction, so was, that also did it. It was pretty good. <laughs> I had advantage, so that was helpful. It, it was pretty good. I don't know if I could have done it without my <laughs> assistant. Uh, and uh, uh, so after successfully convincing um, the attendant to send you guys on this cool down lap, you guys boarded the car and it started to take off. Right as it was leaving, you guys saw some guards who were definitely looking for you, trying to stop you. Storm the station, shoot a couple arrows. I think one hit Seabog, uh, but you yeah. guys otherwise successfully made it out unscathed. After about 20 minutes or so, um, in this again, cool down lap, uh, two more Nailed. hooded figures who looked pretty much identical to the figures that you had uh, encountered in the palace uh, appeared in the car and of course started attacking you, mentioning that they want the tiefling woman Yara. Uh, and so you guys engage in fighting uh, with these hooded figures. Uh, successfully did some pretty crazy stuff. Uh, uh, Pale Scales tried to grapple and drink some of this purple potion, which he did not know what it did at this point. <laughs> I know enough of, to know I won. <laughs> off of the armor of this uh, of this hooded uh, assassin. <laughs> All um, I need to know is that purple means grape. That's <laughs> maybe. And that's the flavor I need. Hell yeah. And um, so as you guys fought, uh, you successfully, after after a good amount of fighting, um, were, were winning them, besting them. Uh, and then suddenly two more hooded figures appear. Just as our gang thought that the fight uh, might take a turn south, one of these hooded figures pulled out a short sword and stabbed the other one straight in the chest, 
uh, and um, you know took off his his robe and, and revealed himself to be um, not one of these uh, random hooded assassins that you knew of. Uh, instead, this human man um, in the uh, bounty hunter-like attire. Uh, as this battle ensued, um, you know you guys were victorious over this last hooded guard, uh, and then the bounty hunter told you that there was not much time. The Circle of Fire knew that you were on this train cart and that you needed to leave before the train cart made its way back to the middle of town where all the royal guards were looking for you. Um, convincing you to jump out of the train car, uh, you all made a jump. Um, this bounty hunter figure, uh, self sacrificing himself so that Pale Scales could cast Featherfall on the four of you, uh, jumped uh, to his, uh, not death, but to his pain. And then as you leaped, uh, I believe Seabog did realize that Yarl was not Featherfalling. Uh, <laughs> and fast. Just regular fall. And that <laughs> Pale Scales, yeah, it was fast falling, as they call it. <laughs> Which, you know, she shouldn't have pushed down on the sea stick there. She That's just, true. That is true. Yeah. It was really her fault. Yeah, she, uh, <laughs> really her she recovered fault. poorly, okay? She didn't ledge grab or anything. <laughs> no, no tax, no nothing. Oh, no. And uh, as you guys fell, uh, um, Seabog tried to uh, nobly save her and, and was unable to um, grab her before I she noticed fell. Really well, though. Yeah, you did, you did pick up on it. Quite Notice well. is so good. Your awareness was great. Acrobatics, not as much. Uh, and then you uh, safely landed to the ground right after Yara had landed face first into the top of this building in the residential district of uh, the city of Brune. Uh, as you were just standing there, uh, the gang started to kind of argue a bit amongst themselves as to why Pale Scales would do this, and the bounty hunter went ahead, did medicine check, kind of stabilized her a little bit, and said that he was taking her to his safe house in the residential district, which you guys were now in, uh, and that you guys could come if you uh, felt you would like to join him and kind of figure out more about what's been happening. Uh, so you guys agreed to go. You guys all jumped down this... Um, hatch on the top of this building going into the building and that's where we are now so you guys had just sustained battle oh and the gang has uh um leveled up so you are all level four now right uh, yeah. yeah yeah well i'm level 20 now. oh okay <laughs> yeah i just i did some quick math Turns out I level up nine. Three plus <laughs> That's a quick math. From uh, actually the little farming laps of off stream. Yeah. <laughs> Three you haven't plus seen one it, but we've been harvesting. Some I actually props. found some more of that potion on dude's <laughs> pants, and I lapped it up and got like a ton of levels. Yeah, it actually was has nothing to do with like teleportation or anything no, like no, that. No. It, it, it teleported me to a higher level. level. <laughs> <laughs> it teleported you to a, your perfect. Yeah, it teleported me into a better version of myself. <laughs> to your final form. So you guys are now, um, you know, jumping into this building in the residential district. Um, you're following this bounty hunter who is carrying uh, Yara, who is still very much injured. Um, and you guys are kind of working your way through the building. Um, go ahead and give me history checks. Nat 20. Nice, nice. okay. Plus four, so 24. Okay. 12. Uh, we're going with theirs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um... Oh my gosh, I forgot your character's name. What's your character's name? Lacey? Lacey, thank yeah. you. I said it just like two seconds ago. Barfella. Uh, <laughs> Barfella, yeah. Barfella. Oh, Barfella. Yeah. 
It's uh, my so, name. The Lacey, as you're, you're scaling to this building, you of course know that you're in the residential district and you know, um, whether it be from things that you picked up while you were kind of in the city for you know two weeks prior to um, the, um, the uh, um, celebration, the outskirts of the city where you are now in the residential district, it's not um, impoverished, but it's very different from the kind of center of the city where you guys were before really close to the King's Palace. And the biggest difference you notice here is that there, all of this kind of beautiful bronzish like clockwork machinery is not as prevalent. That's kind of the biggest difference. It starts to look just more like a city, uh, like a regular city that would you normally go to, except you know, outside of this grand, very strange and mysterious one that you've been in, uh, in, the, in the heart of the city. And uh, as you go through and you're walking through this building and you kind of, you can see out like windows and stuff as you're making your way down to the street level, um, you know that there, uh, like many cities, is poorer parts of the town and it's not impoverished, but it's definitely less well off. But you also know with that comes less security, um, you know, more crime and, and all that good stuff. Um, so you know that uh, Rune, when people talk about it, they really refer to kind of the heart of the city, um, but the outskirts are kind of, you know, not very much so um, considered to be as grandiose as the uh, the inner parts. Gotcha. So cool. Uh, as you guys go through, um, you guys slowly make your way down this building following this bounty hunter character. Um, as you make your way to the street level um, and uh, start to get close to the door to exit the building. Uh, as you do, you notice the bounty hunter um, kind of sets Yara down, is looking out the windows and kind of trying to perceive if um, you know there are any guards coming or anything nearby. He looks over to you and he says, since you guys are on the you know outskirts now and, and I think news travels fast, but maybe not quite this fast, I'm hoping that we don't have any guards who are directly looking for you guys as of now. Um, but we'll soon find out if, uh, if that's going to be the case. Um, my safe house is only a couple blocks away, so um, hopefully we'll be able to get there, no problem. But needless to say, you know, let's let's kind of... Uh, Hi. Ha- Hello. What's your name? Uh, my name is Rago. Hi. Hi. What's your name? I just said my name was Rago. We don't have time for this. I'm mad at you. Hi. Are you a bounty hunter? <laughs> uh, I am a bounty hunter, yes. Um, but I have been undercover for the past four years in this gang, um, the ones that were the hooded figures who were attacking you and who slain the dwarven princess, Aura. Why did you come get us? I know you guys are, I'm sure, have tons of questions, but we definitely need to get to the safe house before mm-hmm. news breaks uh, that we, you know, there were four fugitives on the run. Give us one good reason we should trust you. Um, you guys seem at least two thirds of you to care about this woman and I stabilized her. I don't care about the woman. I know you're the one third that doesn't. So give me a good reason to trust you. Okay. Um, I can't. I stabbed somebody trying to attack you on the train. So did I, but I don't trust me. So why would he I trust you? you too. He He's like, okay, um, I, I don't know how to... I don't know how to convince him. <laughs> yes, we need to move. Um, let's uh, let's make our way to the safe house, and I, I promise I will I'll tell you everything. So we're not at the safe house. We're at the street level. 
Yeah, you just landed okay. on a building, like a random building. Oh, okay. Um, and, and then so you're kind of went through the your ceiling way hatch. Yes. Okay, so, gotcha. Yeah, so now so you're like, on like the floor level in this building, um, but that seems to be vacant so that you haven't run into anybody here or anything. Mm. Um, but it is also, you know, as you look out the windows and stuff, you can see um, it is uh, becoming much darker out. It's it's definitely, you know, um, you guys probably... Hopeful. What was that? It's probably helpful, but it's getting darker. Yeah, yeah, you notice that it's definitely like, you know, a little bit later than, um, than dusk. You know, it's definitely getting dark. Like the sun is still shining a little bit, but it's kind of like this yellowish uh, or this orangish reddish hue and, and there's a lot of shadows now on the streets. So things are becoming um, a little bit easier to sneak around, but it's also going to be a little bit harder to perceive as you, uh, you know, are kind of fumbling through this part of the city. Um, so this figure looks at, Rego looks at you and, and says, all right, so, you know, do we do want to move to the safe house? It's about a couple blocks away. We're going. We're going. Fine. We can ask questions there and answer okay. some. Okay. Come on, follow me, and uh, let's let's try to be as stealthy as possible. Um, so you guys make your way into the streets. So you see, as you kind of make your way into the streets here, again, you know, much less grand, not quite impoverished, but not a very rich part of town. Um, so, you know, you see uh, people walking by. You definitely see a lot of um, humans, elves, you know, dwarves, um, uh, all, all the people of different races, you notice that it's actually much more diverse around here than in the middle of the town, which it was, you know, probably like 80% humans. Um, so it's much more diverse here and things like that, most likely to be kind of, um, you know, I immigrant families and refugees from the war who then moved to the city as a safe haven, um, probably, you know, during the war, uh, you know, five years ago or, or longer. Um, so it's again not a uh, not an impoverished part, but but definitely an area that um, is down on its luck and not one that you can walk through as safely as let's say the, uh, um, the, the center of town. Can I see if there's can I see if there's any wanted posters hung up as we walk by? Yeah, go ahead and actually everybody go ahead and make a um, perception check. <clears throat> Oh, I failed. 18. Okay. So, as you're walking through, you're looking for, you know, um, wanted posters and things like that. And you do find some. Uh, a lot of them are, like, you know, different um, kind of uh, uh, characters. Just look very unsavory, kind of classic, you know, maybe thieves or, or, or um, uh, somebody who's killed somebody or something like that. You do see posters that uh, are... Um, you know, have wanted signs, but you don't see any for you guys. And you also know that, obviously, you know, you not that much time has passed since you were, uh, you know, left the um, the middle of town. These train carts do move quite quickly. So that is both a great thing for you because you got out of there quickly, but also, uh, and news probably hasn't traveled to this part of the town yet, at least not what from you you can see with posters. But also you do know that these rails are pretty quick. So it does not take that long for people who may have been chasing you to then get to this area. There's nothing for Yara or Tieflings, though. There are... So you don't see any... You don't... That's a great question. You don't see anything for Yara. Uh, okay. Definitely. Not, not Nothing for specifically her. And you don't see anything specifically for Tieflings. 
But as you go through with an 18 perception check, you know, you're, you're kind of like, you know, walking by people coming back from, you know, work and stuff and making their way back home and stuff again, you know, nighttime uh, or approach. It's evening. And, you know, you can get a sense, just an overall sense um, as you walk by, you know, let's say, you know, you guys can see people walking through, you see elves walk by and then like a human walks by and the human like mutters something under their breath um, or more often, uh, you know, even dwarves uh, walking by and saying something under their breath when they're walking um, by, by an elf or even a human. So there is not anything, you don't see any tieflings in this part of the town. Um, and when you were in the middle of town, you didn't see any tieflings either. Besides Yara, she was really the only one that you had noticed. And that's why it was such a big thing. But, uh, but you definitely can get the hints of, um, disdain. Yeah. Racism? Uh, of what? Racism. Of race. Straight up racism, yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so, uh, It's a nice homey place. It's a nice yeah, homey yeah. place of racism. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um... So you guys all kind of look out. Uh, Rago also is looking out um, and uh, kind of gives you guys a nod and says, you know, it's, it's getting dark out, but we really shouldn't wait for it to get any darker and, and give um, any guards more time to catch up to our location. We should really get to our safe house um, as soon as possible. So I say we go now. It kind of looks at you guys for your approval. Yeah, let's keep moving. Fine. Okay. Um, so you guys exit this building, this kind of like, you know, uh, vacant building and as you walk through um again you're seeing like these crowds of people that's really not that um conspicuous uh just because there's so many different races here you're actually a lot more uh, sticking out in the middle of town where it was like far more gentrified all like humans right um so as you walk through it doesn't seem like there's um too much uh you know, going on um, in terms of people like paying attention to you specifically. It seems like people are just kind of doing their own thing and making their own way. Mm -hmm. um, so you guys start moving, you go through these blocks again, sun's getting low, you kind of walking by all these different races and stuff like that. Um, one of you guys just go ahead and, and roll me a d4 and give me a luck check. Not a, just, just roll a straight d4. There's not a luck mm -hmm. check. It's just a, a flat. Out of one. Eek. Okay, so you guys are walking through, uh, and as you do, um, you hear a you know kind of footsteps coming from behind you, uh, and then you hear the footsteps get closer and closer and closer, and then you notice Rago kind of stops, turns around, and faces you guys, but you guys know that these footsteps are coming from behind. Um, so you all turn around and you see this uh, this hooded figure who does not look like the same hooded figure. Uh, this this hood looks really raggedy and, uh, you know, not as formal or kind of um, even religious like the hood that Lacey is wearing <laughs> uh, that uh, that you saw from the assassins who attacked you before. And you see this figure just pull out a dagger and just say, I don't want any trouble. Just give me all your gold and I won't kill you. I have a straight up bomb, dude. He says, what? I just pull out the the vial. Just look at him. I don't I don't know what that is. Just give me your gold. I'd like to attempt to intimidate him. Okay, cool. I step in front of Lacey. 
and I puff my chest out in a way that I would think is really intimidating, but I don't actually know what that looks like because I'm not socially adept enough. So I just kind of like, hey, he's so close. See these scales? What color are they? That's right. They're pale. They're pale colored, which means I breathe pale colored breath, cold breath, and it's chilly. It'll freeze your little nips off. So you leave her alone. Uh, I'm going to say roll an intimidation check, um, and I, I would say roll a disadvantage, but I'm going to say Rago kind of steps up and also just kind of like confronts him and, and gives you advantage. A three oh, plus no. my three, which is a six. Okay. So you roll a six. This guy just looks at you, and it just makes a jab for you. Go oh, ahead and shit. roll initiative. Okay, all right. I'm mad at you. Thirteen. Four. Which minus one, so three. Oh, oh my goodness, I am not rolling good. That's a nine. Okay. Does so anyone even have gold besides me? I I do. We all, we all got it. Uh, uh, I think he started us all with ten. Yeah. Oh, okay. You just got uh, 16. Can go. Yeah, okay, yeah, um, so uh, what was it you guys rolled again? Thirteen. Uh, I got a nine. Nine. I got a rock. I got a four. Oh, no. Sorry, Seabog, what did you get? Uh, nine. Four. Rico did not do well. Hot, hot. Yeah, it's going good. <laughs> Love it. Pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. We get DPK'd by one more <laughs> Just one. Not even full like person. He's just uh okay. This thief kind of makes a jab and right before he uh he makes contact with you, pale scales. Uh Lacey, you kind of see this coming and, and get the drop on him. So go ahead and act first. <laughs> What's your initiative? Mine's plus two. Yeah, mine's a four. Mine's oh, plus yikes. zero. Yes. You suck. Mine's plus zero. Um, so I'm. But before we get to that, let me tell you about today's sponsor. Hi everyone, Cole here. I just want to quickly talk to you about We Ride Games, the sponsor for today's episode. We Ride Games is a four-man board game company that's come out with a couple of games on Kickstarter in the past, and now is launching its newest game, Dungeons and Co. Dungeons & Co. is a really fun tower defense slash tile placement game where you're playing as a contractor in a D&D universe. You're hired by an evil empress to build out the most badass dungeon you possibly can using different kinds of traps, items, and even orcs to make your dungeon stronger and to destroy all of the pesky adventurers who are coming through trying to steal your empress's gems. We're super excited for the launch of this game and I personally can't wait to get my own copy. And if you want to learn more, click on the link in the description or go to www.weridegames.com and you can find out more about its upcoming release. Thank you guys so much and let's get back to the episode. I'm gonna... I'm gonna go kind of around. I'm gonna step to the left of Pale Scales and go, I'm still mad at you, and hold out my hand and cast Hold Person. Uh, okay, cool. What does he have to be? You have to beat a. It is a wisdom saving throw. The spell be save is 13. Uh, okay, so you gotta make a 13. Oh, this wisdom's actually not terrible. Uh, he gets an 11. He does not make He's it. Fails. So he, uh, he is paralyzed for one minute. Okay, so you see this this figure kind of like pulls out this knife. It's very obvious that he's you know an aggressor. He's trying to steal your money. Uh, he kind of makes a jab, and and right as he first 
starts to even move his knife in your direction, Tail Scales. Lacey steps to the side and says, I'm still mad at you, and casts hold person on this. This uh, figure just goes, ah, wait, no, wait, hold on, let's talk about this. Uh, and uh, anything else you like to do with your turn? Um, no, I'll, I'll hold for now. Okay, and he, so he can try to break out every turn he has, right? Yes, every turn he... Uh, Is that wisdom? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Is up to one minute. So okay, gotcha. So it's it is his turn next. He's gonna try to make a break for that. He definitely does not get out. It's a six. Uh, so his whole turn, I think, is is ended, right? Yeah, he can't okay. do anything. Got it. Cool. That goes to Seba. Snapped him. Yes, I see that. That's great job. Good job. <laughs> Are you gonna keep trying to steal gold from us? Yeah, you can't do it. After, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. The thief, the thief looks at you and he says, um, well, I didn't realize you guys were so well, well abled. Um, I, I'll, I'll leave if you let me go. You tried to stab me. He doesn't know, but you kind of deserve it. That doesn't matter. <laughs> Can we just walk away from this one? Uh, I push him a little bit. <laughs> give me, give me an, uh, an, an insight check. Into me? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no it's, yeah, it's pale skills. Like, do I roll against it? Oh, I roll for insight. Not me. No, I just see oh. log. Oh goodness, that's only a, a, a ten. Uh, okay. Nice. You are. He seems scared. Yes. Uh, you think it's likely he's telling the truth. We just walk away from him. We can literally walk for a whole minute away. Right, Unless back. he makes the saving throw. And then he might I'll try be, to stab me again. I'll be in the back. If, if, it, if it is any consolation, uh, I really, I mean, I have to be somewhere. This is kind of on my way home. I, you know, I, I definitely won't try and follow you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting him now. I'm sorry. I'm hitting him. I'm hitting him now. I didn't like Come on, that's so sus. I'm not a troublemaker inherently, but that's just sus, okay? At least a 16. Uh, 20. Uh, okay, you definitely am. <laughs> <laughs> he dodges. <laughm> <laughs> he dodges amazingly. <laughs> Spectacularly. Uh, that's only, uh, that's only six. Okay, uh, and you hit him with your quarterstaff, I think? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So you guys just, you turn around, you're like, yeah, no, fuck you. <laughs> hit him with your quarterstaff. Uh, it hits him across the face, blood goes splattering across the side of the wall. Uh, he's still up, he's like, it's where I'll let you guys go. <laughs> Can we see his face? Uh, yeah, his hood like comes off. He's just a like a, a really raggedy, very thin, uh, dirty guy. older man. Yeah, very dirty, grimy, quintessential thief. You know, quintessential. Whose turn is it? Sorry, that is <laughs> yeah, yeah. technically mine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you might get it. Oh yeah, you gotta punch him. Don't fear him. Punch him. Don't. He says. He says. Yeah, corpse puncher. Punch him. Make him a corpse. Please, I'm, I'm really down on my luck. I just, I, I didn't, I don't have any gold. I'm, I'm hungry. That's all. Uh, oh god. Okay, I'm gonna go for hitting him again, but it's gonna be non-lethal damage if I okay. do enough. Cool. Uh, same roll. 
So if you do enough damage to kill somebody, you can specify that you want to not kill him. Yeah, perfect. Got you. Yeah, basically putting him at zero yeah. without. Yeah. He'll, I'll right. knock him out. Oh yeah, I'll knock him out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that was that was five. Uh, five. So you go ahead and you punch him. That's what this is. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah punch him. So you just hit this guy. You just supposed to be someone. You just hit this guy straight square in the face with his quarter staff. Blood goes spewing everywhere. He's definitely very hurt. You just punch him straight in the gut. He just coughs up more blood and then just like falls basically to the ground. Um, I don't know if old person would still physically hold him there. He's just he's just not. Let's just say for fun. He's funny. He's kind of like he's got the knife. He's fully ragdolled, but just floating in air with old person holding him there. I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's basically out. He, he's conscious, but like really out of it. And so um, now he's just kind of floating there. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna deal anything. Does he have a pocket? Like a, a visible pocket, pocket that we yeah, can Yeah, he's, like, he's see. got like pockets okay, on Okay, I was like, because he said like he had a cloak on I'm yeah. just gonna throw a gold piece in his pocket. Wow, okay. We're gonna carry on. Uh, I'm gonna see, you can roll with disadvantage if he even notices. He doesn't notice. Okay, that's Did fine. you put a gold piece in his pocket? Yeah, I put it. Do I notice it? <laughs> Roll a perception. Wait, are you trying to are you trying to hide it? I wasn't, so <laughs> Okay, so go ahead and just do it. 14 It'll be easy. Minus two is a twelve. I'm gonna say you still do it, it was gonna be a skill check of ten. So, so you I see notice it? him doing okay, it. Okay, I, I immediately as soon as Seabog turns around, reach my hand in and take the gold piece out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I take his dagger if I can. <laughs> you have a rusty iron dagger with you now. And I and as I'm and walking one gold piece. As I'm walking off. I, I lean in real close next to him. You're a fucking asshole. Yeah. I know. <laughs> cool, cool. As long as the you spell know. drops. Just, <laughs> as you like whispering his ear, just falls down. Oh shit! This guy spell. fainted. Whoa! It's crazy. <laughs> Looks like someone beat him up. And I leave. Shut, shut you see up. people like mine just kind of like look over and are very much so like when you're on like a subway and there are street performers like. They, they they know you, but they like they hear you. Yeah. But they're very much so not trying to make eyes. I got the hat <laughs> in my hand. They're like and they're hiding. Like, their yeah, faces. they're like, wait. You see, like some people like that were coming down the street before, just have stopped and just like kind of oh, turned the exact other way. <laughs> oh god, no. Kind of like, oh yeah, oh I forgot this thing, and then <laughs> start turning around, going the opposite way, totally yeah. ignoring you. Um, so as this happens, Rago looks at you all and just says, "All right, that was unlucky, but we we really need to move fast." And, and as he says that. You guys kind of feel this, like, this subtle kind of, um, almost like a shockwave. Not, not something that would actually hurt you or knock you down, but this kind of, like, this energy, this kind of uh, arcane energy, just kind of, like, barrier of power just kind of fly through. And, and as it, you feel it come past you, uh, fly past you, you hear um, this booming voice. And you just hear, this is King Bjorn. There has been an attack on the dwarven princess Ara's life. There's three. There are four fugitives um, who go by the names of Pale Scales, uh, Lacey, and Seabog. Uh, they, as well as a um, tiefling woman, who are all wanted for the murder of this woman. If anyone sees these figures, and he kind of explains, you know, your details and things like that, um, you know, please do not try and apprehend them. They are known to be dangerous. Please alert guards who will be circling the city and they will be brought to justice in the keep of the king. Uh, and that's kind of energy just kind of dissipates. Uh, you can kind of hear the reverb of his voice just kind of fade out. Was it like a, a sound outside or do we all hear this in our head? Uh, so roll an arcana check. 
Just it's not. Like, it's gonna be pretty easy. Everyone can go ahead and roll. It's gonna. It's pretty easy. Fifteen. <laughs> you know. Ten. Okay. <laughs> I'm not rolling. Even, even uh, with a ten. Twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> even with a ten, you guys all know. You you can tell that this is is a magical force that can obviously make you heard, but it is like an actual like sound. It's okay. not like a mental. Yeah. That's okay. That's enough. That's so, the reason I wanted. Yeah. So you know that like. This is booming. Yeah, everyone yeah, heard. <laughs> oh, I figured. I, was, yeah, I just wasn't sure if it was like <laughs> we all heard it in our head or if it was like. Like speakers, basically. Oh, gotcha. That's yeah, yeah. Like. Basically, kind of like speakers. Telepathic okay. versus actual yeah, yeah. sensory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Rago just kind of looks at you and says, "Well, I think we took a little bit too long, uh, but let's keep moving to the safe house." Um, so he just kind of, you know, again carrying Yara, moving as fast as he can, just darts kind of across uh, the street in a um, uh, uh, southern direction um, that you guys were initially going on before stopped by this thief. So I'm assuming you guys follow along with him. Uh, he brings you to this um, even like deeper kind of into like, like the poorer parts of town. Uh, and you see this kind of like um, three story brick building uh, that he leads you in um, as, as he kind of uh, 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 creaks open this door. See, like there is a lock on the door, but it's like doesn't work. And it's kind of like fangled and like it's falling up, falling off. Kind of like my uh, um, door upstairs. Uh, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah, he turns the knob and just comes right off, throws it over his shoulder. Holes uh, just kind of <laughs> nudge, nudges the door open. A little background uh, info for the audience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nudges open the door uh, and kind of carrying Yara and starts moving his way up the stairs. Uh, as you guys enter this building, you know, it's just, it's very, kind of think like, you know, very run down of course in a medieval fantasy setting but like new york city kind of apartment kind of you know very little space dirty there are definitely <laughs> rodents running around um and, and as you kind of follow him up the stairs he leads you to this room takes out a key uh open opens his uh um sticks into the lock kind of creaks the door open uh and, and as the door opens up um you know it you can very much get the sense like the uh the idea that like this door has been shut for a very long time. He hasn't been home in a very long time. As you walk into uh, his uh, safe house, as he calls it, you know, you have like a, um, a feather, uh, uh, um, like, you know, a bed made of feathers, medieval, you know, like um, uh, in the corner, you have uh, uh, just books kind of scattered around, kind of this classic... Um, uh, uh, investigator kind of uh, chart like on the wall where he's kind of trying to figure out clues and such uh, as well <laughs> as like you know a, a table that has some books open some notes and all this kind of stuff um, so you kind of walk in and it's it's a mess and it's just covered in dust um, you see he kind of brings Yara over to um, um, like a, a you know a couch like um, a piece of furniture sets her down um, and just kind of makes her comfortable um, and uh, kind of stands up, looks around, is like, ah, home sweet home. It's dirty. Reminds <laughs> me of home. <laughs> he, uh, he looks at you guys and says, yeah, uh, pardon the, um, uh, the, the arrangement of everything and, and of course the, the dust, but I've been undercover for about four years now, so it's been quite a while since I've been here. Um, and it noticed, and you can see that there's like a window uh, that's like in the corner that's broken. He's like, seems like there have also been scavengers. So I'm just going to go look through everything and make sure all of my valuable stuff is still locked away. Um, excuse me. So he kind of goes into the other room, not a very not a very big area. So you can still kind of hear him going through stuff and just taking account of everything that's in here. 
So what the hell is that about? Which part? <laughs> what part do you think? Your life. The part where we fucked that bugger up, that was sick. <laughs> that was really cool. No, no, I did. You didn't do shit. Yeah, I did take his gold piece. I got you Give gold that piece. Back. Here you go. <laughs> I hand him the gold piece that I stole from the guy he gave it to. Okay. I also got you this dagger. <laughs> I don't want it. It's pretty sick. It's not my kind of weapon. You can keep it. I'll hold on to it for you. Thanks. You'll want it later. Uh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I'm always I'm always right. No, why didn't you cast Featherfall on her? It wouldn't have done you any more damage to yourself. It wouldn't have cost me anything. Exactly. Correct. Except having to be with her longer. Technically, you're still with her as long as you would have been if you did. Not if she were a corpse and she were back there. Mm. I'll be real with you. My intention was that she fell to her death. I'm sure. I don't know how he found us. I don't know how the other hooded guys found us. And they seem to want her nothing to do with us. We seem to be a third party. <laughs> now, I don't know the two of you, but I have no interest in protecting a random woman or getting involved in what seems to be a like regal level conspiracy against some random common woman's life. I want nothing to do with that. Uh, <clears throat> as you guys are talking about, about Yara and kind of getting involved in this, um, you hear uh, Rago kind of come back he says, all my gold's gone. That's really freaking cool. Uh, but he, he kind of like brings out this chest that's been like just battered and broken into and the lock's been broken. Um, and he's like, but whatever. I mean, I guess that's to be expected when I, you live in a dump like this. But he kind of sets it down and he says, okay, so I'm guessing you guys want some answers. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, so he, he sits down, um, you know, uh, gets you guys some like some like, water or like tea or, or whatnot. And just kind of sits down and, and kind of motions for you guys to, to take seat on the random pieces of furniture that are all <laughs> super dusty and all throughout uh, his apartment. The non-chair chairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lacey just takes up her hat and sits on it. <laughs> I find the dustiest piece of furniture and sit down in it enthusiastically. Like, I'm <laughs> You're right like oh, yeah. <laughs> a dust angel. <laughs> like, I, I take a little bit of the dust on like the head of maybe the chair and put it on my shoulders. I'm like, yeah, that's a good dusty feel. Uh, I'm right at home. I like your place. You see, Rego's like totally not really like picking just up on care. how weird you're being right now. Yeah. I just kind of like thinking he's like, oh my god. He's like, yeah. Uh, he sits down. He says, okay, so I'm a member. Um. Uh, of a group of bounty hunters um, who, uh, you know, normally are just sent on missions to bring in fugitives. Um, some of us sometimes uh, are set out to, um, you know, take out individuals who maybe aren't so bad. Um, however, um, those those bounty hunters are really more for profit. But for the most part, uh, I work with the people who are trying to keep the realm safe. Um, and four years ago, I was sent on a mission um, uh, roughly about a year after the end of the Forever War when my client had heard news that there was an insurgent group um, of cultists who were essentially trying to um, cause acts of, uh, of violence and, and, uh, and essentially um, 
acting as if, you know, the war had no longer ended. They were originally part of the Tiefling Empire, but then when the Emperor surrendered, um, they decided to go on their own accord and continue to, um, you know, make attacks on human dwarves, elves, um, and uh, continue to do this. Um, so I was sent in to learn more about them and kind of discover um, who their leaders were, what was motivating them, and, and ultimately trying to stop them from causing more damage. He says, um, I can't tell you who my client was, but he was a very um, noble figure uh, and one that um, has every interest in stopping another war like the Forever War from happening again. Um, he looks at you all and, and just says, when I first joined up with this group undercover, the Circle of Fire is their name, um, and as I became acquainted and, and joined their ranks and worked my way through it, I learned more and more about what their faction believes in, what their goals are, and ultimately that's what led me to you guys. In my four years with them, I, I learned that they worship um, the god of uh, um, war, and uh, uh, they are essentially trying to, for whatever reason, rekindle uh, the the fights, the battle of the Forever War, trying to work under the, behind the scenes to uh, you know, start this war all over again, because for some reason that is going to I guess make their god stronger. I haven't quite figured out exactly how this gets back um, to um, to uh, to Hextor, the god of uh, of war. But I know that they worship him, um, and their plan uh, that was leading up to this moment was to, uh, on the day of the um, of the celebration, was to assassinate the dwarven woman, uh, the dwarven princess Ara, and pin it on a tiefling, kind of looks over at Yara, who's unconscious, but um, he just kind of looks at her uh, um, uh, with a, like, a sad expression on his face, and he says, the idea was that if, you know, at, just as the world is getting back used to integrating with each other, um, races kind of melding back together like it was before the war, uh, if a tiefling, uh, you know, was at the the crime scene of something like this, and she was the only one alive, then they, of course, would assume that she was working for the Emperor, um, for the Empire, and would throw the realm back into the same forever war that we ended five years ago. Um, looks at the three of you and says, I think they got unlucky with the fact that you all can, for the most part, handle yourselves, and you fought back, which they were not expecting, which explains why there was only three of them initially there. Um, but as word kind of got through the organization that there were four people on the run, they knew that they needed to intervene and uh, either kill or capture the rest of you, leaving Yara there uh, to take the fall for the murder. I got a question. Yeah. The intent was to let the Tiefling lady take the fall for the murder. Why decide who gets to meet the king based on the raffle? Uh, he says, um, the only uh, work from what I can tell that had changed the raffle was for her ticket. Um, 
but the whole point was that they were never going you were never going to meet the king they have people on the inside i don't know everything of the organization but they stalled the king they stalled um the meeting of them so that you guys would be all alone together they could get the princess away from her guards um and ultimately make their attack where nobody could see them once they killed all the other um people in attendance how they know that a tiefling would be here they must know that she's here and who she is they have been tracking her for a while um the parts of the cult that i have been working in i've been trying to kind of get closer and closer to the leader um but uh they have been tracking her i'm not sure if it was by magical means but somehow they got her to uh or they either targeted her or knew that she was coming and then decided that she would be the one to be picked um but either way once she got to the city um they knew that she was going to be one of the ones picked so they're potentially tracking her with magic she he says there very well could be um and they're also the the tiefling empire especially during the forever war um you know they the 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 first people who who suffered under the emperor were the tiefling people themselves. Um, so they definitely do not, you know, it, it's better now, but it's recovering. But during the war, they were not, you know, experiencing any kind of freedom or, or, or rights. Um, Question, Ringo. How do we know they're not tracking her right now to here? He says, um, as far as I can tell, they did not know um, where she was at all times, but they did know that she was in the car. That's how I was able to find you. Um, there is a chance that she is being tracked, but luckily there are runes in my safe house here that prevent any kind of magical tracking. Would detect magic give me an idea if there's a tracker on her? It would only he, he nods uh, at Pale Scales and, and says, you may be able to pick up on the fact that there is magic, but probably not exactly what it is. Gotcha. I wouldn't know that. I'm not smart enough about magic. That's out of character. I feel like you should, though. Sorcerer, not wizard. It's magic. Mm. Yeah, my powers are... Lacey, to me, the same. Lacey's going to pull out the vials and say, what do these do? He says, okay. So the yellow vial causes an abrupt explosion like what we saw as we were jumping out of the um, uh, carts. I did that so that the carts would not be operating as efficiently and hopefully that would stall people trying to find us. No, it's a um, real fire. What was that? So now it was a real fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says the orange signals for help and uh, acknowledges other people in the cult um, that they should be uh, coming to to help it's a it's form of communication and the purple transports them to very specific places is it different for each vial uh each purple vial yeah it is he says that um these are crafted before they arrive somewhere and have a very certain place um in mind so the location is kind of instilled during the crafting process exactly okay. when, when the potion is brewed uh, that is when the location is determined. Well, they can't swap where they move, but they can plan it out. So, this potion's useless. So I pull out my orange potion, for us at least. <laughs> wow. He looks at you and he says, it, it 
could be. He's like, there might be a use for it if we ever need to summon bring more, yeah, summon more hooded figures, um, assassins potentially here. Do they summon a set, of, like, do they call for a set amount or is it, does it differ? He says it, it lets the organization know, the cult know that um, help is being requested, but it doesn't have any ability to add, tell details. So normally they rely on organization and knowing what plans are in when. So if we were to throw that, I'm sure that people would arrive, but we have no idea who would how, arrive. Who or how many. Exactly. Damn. So it's just a signal. Just, just a signal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not off switch. Yeah. All right. What's your plan, Rago? He says, well, my plan was not to leave the organization or to out myself uh, this early. Now, there are no living hooded figures who saw me assassinate um, the one I came with. However, um, my absence already suggests that I'm dead. And if I show up again, they will know that obviously I did not die and something must have changed. So I would have to explain myself in some convincing fashion um, or be executed on the spot if I were to, to attempt to return. I got an idea. He says, I'm all yours. How interested are you in reestablishing your cover? He, he kind of like thinks, pauses for a second and says, I do think it would be necessary. My, my research, my findings into this organization were not fulfilled. My task is not complete. So I can't imagine there's another way for me to do it other than reestablishing communication um, with a damn good story. Fuck come on. I'd like a moment to talk with the other two privately, if that's okay. He nods, he says, of course, I, I understand. I literally just <laughs> met you an hour ago, <laughs> so I, I totally understand. Um, and you see, he kind of gets up uh, and kind of uh, walks um, out of the room. He kind of goes to the front door and says, um, I'm going to check and, and if possible, um, um, strengthen any kind of magical ruins that we have on the outside of the building um, just to help to ensure that, um, you know, any kind of magical tracking on Yara is, is being canceled out. Fair enough. Uh, so he walks outside and closes the door behind him and you guys are alone in there with Yara who is unconscious. How do you two feel about him? He can be useful, information-wise at least. You trust him? I don't know yet. I don't know either. Lacey, you still mad at me? I am. What do you want to ask me? I'm going to assume that's a yes. I'm going to assume she's not going to talk How to me. How can I trust you? You don't need to. I have to if we're going to be moving together. That's fair. What would make you trust me? Don't hurt her again. I can't promise that. Not if it's useful to us. Promises I can't keep in a dire situation. Because that would make you really mad. I know false promises make me pretty mad. Here's what I'll say. I won't actively harm her anymore. And if we're in another feather fall situation, I'll cast it on all four of us. I'll do everything I can to keep her alive until it feels clear to me that they're mutually exclusive between our safety and hers. Can we agree to that? Fine. Can you track someone with your spores? No? Mm -hmm. 
doesn't work like that. I don't trust leaving this Rago guy off on his own again, but I also don't know if I like him walking around with us. We might have to leave him alone for a little bit. Have a way to get back to him later. Best way <laughs> might be to... I mean, this is my original thinking. Since we all got to trust each other, I'll be open about it. I was thinking we suggest that the guy go back with an injury. Oh, I was definitely thinking that. Yeah. If he's going back, he's got to go back hurt. He's got to go back hurt by something that only one of us can hurt him with. My stickers. Your stickers. Yeah, Your spores. Yeah. I was thinking you fungus this guy's face up real bad, and they're going to believe anything that he does or says. Anyone can punch him or stab him, so it's probably you. Okay. Let's see what he says. Uh, so you guys <clears throat> continue talking amongst yourselves. Uh, you, as you do, you know you, you see Yara stirring. Um, you guys know that she was stabilized, but of course she's a civilian, so she is very much hurt um, and probably not really able to walk or very mobile whatsoever. So as you uh, are kind of talking, um, you know you you hear coming up the st- you know um, steps coming up. Uh, and then Rago enters the room again, uh, closes the door behind him, and he says, all right, I have good news and bad news about the runes. The good news is they're still holding. Um, but knowing now what I know about the cult, the bad news is that they're tracking spells um, and, and what they they cast on people they are looking to follow and, and harm um, are probably stronger than my runes that are on this building. So it's offering us some protection, but there is a chance that they can get an idea of where um, approximately we are, but they wouldn't be able to find exactly where she is um, in the building. He says, um, and by the way, too, obviously the Circle of Fire are the, the true enemy here, but... They're not the only ones that we're hiding from. The king, um, you know, and anybody else who's looking to, uh, you know, get us under custody, they definitely have incredibly strong magic um, that can be used to track uh, um, people. Where would you have us go next? He sits down um, and just kind of sighs and says, well... I don't know what the next move is, and I, I don't know what would be best, but I guess we have a couple of options. We could, as far as I could see it, go back on the run, try and leave the city, which doesn't really do much but puts a band-aid on the issue, um, or we could try and plead our case. How soon is she able to walk? He looks at her and just kind of you know thinks about it and says, She's she's no fighter. She it's gonna be a while, um, okay. and I mean the only thing worse than a, you know, uh, tiefling in, in the city of Rune is probably a slow tiefling in the city of Rune. Well, running's gonna be more difficult with added weight. He nods. He says, um, "I'm not sure if it makes sense. Obviously, she. It's one thing if all of us are trying to plead our case, but her herself, she that would be exactly what the Circle of Fire would want, and and I." do not imagine it would bode well. So perhaps there's a way that we can find a safe place for her um, apart from us, but we'd be risking everything if she were caught. 
We spoke. He nods. He says, what did you guys discuss? We feel that you've been undercover for four years. It's probably the most valuable advantage anybody in this room has. We should reestablish your cover if we can with an injury. He nods. He says, it makes sense. Um, If there's some kind of injury that explains my delay in arriving back. Lacey just goes up and smacks him with a sticker on the side of his face mid-sentence. Okay, I'm gonna say that he's just kind of sitting there like pondering the ideas and you totally catch him off guard. Um, (laughs) So what what kind of sticker do you hit him with? I hit him with a sheep, so he immediately falls asleep. (laughs) Okay, so you just, he's like, I don't know, I think that maybe with the fact that the cart broke down, maybe what I could do, and you slap a sticker on his forehead, he just falls straight back in his chair and just falls onto the ground. Totally unconscious. You got a coffee sticker, put it on the tiefling. <laughs> Wake her up. I go over to... Is she still at one hit point? Yeah. Oh. I go over and I cast Cure Wounds on Yara. Okay, um, how much uh, does she come back up? Three, so she's at four. Okay. Uh, you cast... Cure... Oh, sorry, and um, sorry, it's plus my spell mat casting modifiers. It's plus five. five. So she actually comes up for eight, so she's at okay. nine now. Cool. Okay, so I'm going to say that you you cast this on her. Um, she kind of stirs a little bit and slowly opens her eyes. Um, she looks around at you guys and looks around at the surroundings and just is very unsure of what's happening. Um, she looks back at you and says, where, where, where am I? We don't have time to talk about this right now. We need to go. She, she nods and she says, yeah, I, I imagine we're not to safety yet, uh, or even if there is a safe place. Um, and she kind of starts to, like, tries to get up, and she um, is still very feeble. So uh, technically her hit points are, like, 10, so she's yeah. up to 8. Uh, and so she's healthier, but... Still hurt. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that, like, you know, especially with her being, a, you know, a civilian, falling that kind of distance, she may be, like mentally like better and kind of back to it to a normal self but she still is like essentially you know very very sprained ankle or or something um that is gonna you know uh, uh, still be uh, uh, impeding her movement impeding her movement yeah thank you it's not going to yeah she's definitely much more mobile i mean before she was like couldn't really even walk right so now she can definitely walk but she would still be a little bit slow I realize I probably should have talked to him more before I smacked the stick around him. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You look over and just drool on the side of his mouth. <laughs> well, we can probably slap another sticker on him. Because we still technically didn't really hurt him, and we should have done that first, too. Do you got so, any to grow the shrooms like, out of his face or out of his like eye socket so it like, doesn't fuck him up, but like he looks fucked up? You know what I mean? Like It's gonna fuck him up. I mean, you can fuck him up a little bit, but like not permanently. Like he Lacey, Lacey takes out, she starts going through her menagerie of stickers, mm-hmm. and she just finds this um, purplish-blue one that she pulls off. Okay. And she heads over, and she puts it right on his hands, and you see that there is kind of a decaying, almost, look to the arm. It doesn't actually do anything, mm-hmm. but it just shows that, like kind of a gray sort of uh, color that goes like up his arm. Okay. And just to look like he's been inflicted in some way. 
Okay. But it doesn't actually do damage to him. It's just a it's a mirage yeah. sticker. Oh, okay, cool. Um, cool. So you put the sticker on him. Does it wake him or anything? No. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah. So you see this like decrepit kind of uh, sensation come up his arm. Uh, looks quite convincing. Um, that you know he was definitely in in, in some kind of uh, battle that that scarred him. Um, as you do that, uh, uh, you have this kind of weird sensation, um, and you kind of feel like not. Not like you're being watched, but that there's something you forgot in this room. Which is very strange because you've never been in this room before. Can I make a perception check to yeah. see what's going on? Thirteen. Okay, so you you just get this kind of weird sensation and you're just like, you know, obviously you've been on the run and it's been kind of crazy. You know, maybe your, your mind's just kind of playing tricks on you and during all this stress or whatever. Um, but then you kind of gather yourself and you're like, no, there's there's something weird happening. Uh, not dangerous, but just strange. Um, and you have a feeling like there is, again, something that you're forgetting, like an object or something. There's something in this room that I need. And I don't know what it is, but I need it. Hmm. I, I get that feeling all the time. But it's usually about everything in the room. Um, what's it feel like? Is it, do we all feel this? Just, Just her. her. Just her. There's what's it feel like? There's something here, and it and it's it's calling out to me, and it's telling me that it's here, but I don't know what it is, and I need, I need to look for it. I need to look for it right now. And she starts pacing immediately, just starts ripping through anything okay. she possibly can. Cool. So you just start storming through this little gnome running through this human-sized apartment, yeah. <laughs> uh, knocking shit over, just, you know, uh, all all, hordes, uh, all holds barred, just kind of running through and, and looking for anything you could possibly find. Um, as you do, you, you start to knock stuff over, things fall, and, uh, you know, a bunch of books kind of fall out of this bookshelf as you're kind of nudging through and you actually hit it. Um, and, like, three books kind of fall on the ground and you feel like... Maybe it's one of these books. What are the books about? So you look at the books and you see uh, these three different ones. Um, this this red book uh, that just seems to be kind of like, you know, the history of uh, uh, the city of Rune. You have this green book, um, which is kind of about different gods and, and things like that. Stuff that you probably would have known about when you were younger. Um, and then you also have this uh, golden book, which is... Um, Strangely enough, about uh, um, uh, artificers, uh, um, architecture, and uh, uh, machinery. It's kind of this really weird combination of all of these very mechanical-based subjects. Um, you can't really decipher if one of these books or all of these books are important, but definitely feels like that kind of weird feeling you got was, the more you think about it, kind of like, maybe there's information. Maybe there's some kind of thing I should be knowing about. She's going to pick up all three books and put them in her satchel. Okay. And just come back to them at a later time and just say, I, I think I got it. Let's just go. Um, as you say that, uh, where are you guys standing in the apartment? Oh, fuck. I mean, okay, so can we have an idea of what the room looked like that we were in? So, like, obviously yeah. there was dust everywhere and stuff, but, like, windows yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so you walk in. It's kind of like a... <laughs> 
it's probably like a, like a one bedroom kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Kind of, well, I, I shouldn't say that. it's kind of like a studio, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you walk in, it's probably like 300, 400 square feet. It's not big at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's kind of a bed in the corner. You know, you have books, all this different kind of stuff. These chests that had definitely been rifled through and robbed. Um, uh, and like a broken window. And so as you walk in, there's like the furniture over to the left. The bed's kind of over to the left and in the front. And, you know, the window's on that side of the wall. Uh, and then in the, uh, over to the right, there's kind of more of the chest and stuff and, and the bookcase and stuff. So probably where you yeah. are, Lacey. Um, and then there's like, you know, some storage and stuff kind of uh, in, in the far wall um, when you walk in. So it's very rectangular. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, right. uh, but yeah, you guys have kind of gone. So you, when you were talking before, you're probably in that kind of more living room area. Well, you and I are probably pretty proximal to the tiefling because we were just talking yeah, to her I'm like, yeah. and we got yeah. up so we're probably wherever she is in the room I guess is what you want to say like okay. so I'm facing separated. her okay, yeah gotcha. you'd be the one that'd be separated if any of us were still so uh, yeah so I'll say Lacey you're kind of over on the right side when you walk in through the door you're over on the right side kind of rifling through everything and then Pale Scales and Seabog you're kind of over more to the left side um, Pale Scales and Seabog give me a perception check Eek. Uh, three. Uh, 15? Uh, 15, okay. Um, you got a three? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll see, Bug. You're just kind of, like, thinking, you know, you're kind of watching Lacey kind of go through stuff, and you're just kind of looking around, maybe seeing if anything catches your eye. As you're kind of looking, facing toward the window, you see a bright kind of, like, this bright light uh, that seems to be getting bigger, um, coming toward uh, your building. Um, and I'm going to say you, with a 15, I mean, this is a pretty obvious thing. You're standing by the windows. You can kind of see this, like, this big ball of some kind of energy that's very bright coming toward the building. Um, and I'm going to say that you'll get a cup, like an action or two to do before it inevitably hits the building. Um, hits the how, building. How unaware of this am I? Because I rolled one thousand. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm in you're, my books. You're basically you're, facing, like the windows on the actually left and you're looking just at it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at it, but just like, or I'm looking literally away from it. Like, <laughs> you're like completely looking the other way. Okay. <laughs> um, oh shit, okay. How, does it look like it's gonna go through the window or does it look like it's going for this building? You see it heading in your general direction, and it's pretty hard to make out. It's happening pretty quickly. It's hard to make out Sorry. how big this thing is, what exactly it is, uh, or what's it coming from. And it's aiming for the broken window or the non-broken window? It's coming. So the, the, the We can't tell how right. big it is from how far away it right. is right now. That's what I, yeah. It's yeah. rapidly going inside, so hard to gauge, essentially. Exactly. Those windows are both uh, right next to each other. Oh, they're right next to each other. So it's kind of like one okay. wall Fireball. One wall has windows, and you're facing That's it, and you guess. can kind of see this thing coming. So I'll basically say that you have, like, one general action, or maybe, like, one action, like, maybe, at like, a, a small movement or something. It's not, like, um, a, a specific turn, but it's, like, you get, you get, like, a split second to do something quickly. I can't do anything. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, I'm trying to think if I can physically do something. Ugh. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm. I am shouting. Uh, big bad magic <laughs> coming our way. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm like, 
No, I like this. I like I'm this. shouting <laughs> big bad magic coming our way. I am... I am trying to grab... Oh, I'm trying to grab both the Tiefling Lady and... And, um... I can't remember his name right now. Hell skills? No. Nice. Yeah, Rago. Yeah. Oh, because he's okay. asleep. Yeah. Yeah, because he's asleep. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm trying to grab yeah. them, and we're still somewhat close to the door, right? Because that's kind of how it would have worked. You are so you're in like kind of a living room area. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you guys are probably like 20 feet away. From, you're probably right next to um Pale Scales, but you're probably like 20, 30 maybe feet away from uh Lacey. Like um, I'm gonna say you probably don't have the time to run all the way that's across fair. the room. Is Okay. Is there? We were talking by a table. Can I? Can I flip the table towards the window so it like basically make it go like that? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um. Th this is like a, a a coffee table. It's definitely like it's pretty close, probably to the size of like you know the windows. The windows aren't like you know they're not the whole wall. Yeah. 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 But okay. So you see this big ball. Like I mean, you see, you yell big bad big magic. Big magic. Um. And uh, you, like run over like a couple steps, the table's right near you, kind of like flip it on its side, put it up toward the window, and then this big ball of light just gets closer and closer and closer to the point where it's like, like, you know, kind of blinding for a split second. Mm -hmm. And then it hits the side of the wall and the glass shatters and the building just rocks like crazy. Um, everybody just give me a, well, give me a, a, a initiative roll. Nine. Nine. Fifteen. Fifteen. Oh no, I lied. Mine's... Nineteen? Mine's ten. Ten percent. Hey. Okay, sorry, what was that C-Block? Uh, ten. Sorry. You have ten? Mm-hmm. So we got nineteen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get nineteen. Yeah. Fifteen. Remember, big bad magic thing. <laughs> big bad magic. Coming our way. Okay, so here's how this is gonna work. Uh, this thing hits the building and rocks it. It feels like like a, a five or six magnitude earthquake. And this is not a stable, like a, a super robust building, right? Yeah. So you feel this, it kind of rocks you all at your knees for a second. Yara straight up falls over, Rago's already on the ground. Um, <laughs> and you guys are trying to get your bearings. You realize that after this glass shattered that that was definitely the biggest immediate fear was the glass kind of causing some damage to you guys. So, Seabog, you kind of realize you're like, oh, sweet, that was a great. Um, <laughs> oh, sweet, um, worked out. But uh, so you, you, I'm just gonna say you, you're, you're still holding the table or whatever. But um, you, as I hit you, you guys realize that was a big ass like ball of like some kind of like forceful magic, right? Um, so uh, uh, as it hits, you know, you feel the building just kind of rocking. Um, and then that will uh, be Pale Scales. So you you basically just, you know, stumbled a little bit, just got up. You know now that something hit the building, right? Um, and you know a second before that it's big bad magic. <laughs> um, and so you're just kind of trying to get your bearings. Some glass on the floor didn't hit anybody because Seabog was kind of blocking the window. Um, but essentially, you know, something's attacking the building. Um, if you want to give me, uh, or you can take this turn to 
do whatever you like. If you want to try to figure out what's happening, if you want to try to, you know, uh, make moves somewhere, prep or anything, um, there's no like, like there's not like people storming the room or anything right now. It's just you got hit with something, and you don't know if that's gonna happen again. The wall with the windows yeah. intact. The wall is intact, but there are windows completely shattered. Out. Windows get shattered. There are cracks forming. Smoky outside the windows like can't really see through the debris big cloud of yeah like, bullshit so it's kind of hard to make out what's beyond the windows essentially if i were to look out the window it's like a storm yeah, yeah. so so basically um the building is not like a huge building in and of itself so you're kind of like facing obviously you're like like in a corner or against the wall with those windows facing outside um and, and so when that hit I mean, dust and like some debris is like falling, you know, you hear in other rooms and stuff, some people kind of yelling and shrieking and stuff like that. Um, so there's dust and, uh, you know, debris and stuff like that falling a little bit, but it's the building's still holding together. So you can still kind of see outside and outside it's like dusk and such. Um, but obviously you can still kind of make out a little bit. So if you want to give me a perception check, you can into what's outside. Where are you standing? Um, I'm probably up against the window because I just threw the table. Up yeah, there. you're still holding that big table against the window. And then your initiative follows mine, Lacey? So you rolled a 15? Yes, Pale Scales and then Lacey, then Seabot. Yeah. Okay. I, my perception is dog. It's trash. <laughs> so I would like to run over to Lacey and pick her up and put her <laughs> on my shoulder. Literally just hold her above my head. You, you can also hold... Uh, uh, um, your action. action, basically, until somebody else's turn, if you'd like to. Well, I'd like to hoist her up and basically do the help action if she would like to do a perception Oh, okay, check okay, cool. So yeah. one of her turn, basically? Yeah, yeah so... Her. So I'll hold my action to help, essentially. Okay, gotcha, I, yeah, depending on what, what, what you decide to do. Right. So yeah, Because you don't have to do that, yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I help. I hold my action, though. Uh, okay, so that comes to Lacey. Lacey, you just put these books in your bag and then you just kind of got almost knocked straight over just from the pure concussive power. Mm -hmm. uh, so you just kind of gather yourself um, and are trying to figure out what's happening. Again, you know, it's some kind of big bad magic. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, can I do, can I uh, do a, um, I think to have a perception check to see if I can see or hear anything around me. Yeah, totally. With advantage. Oh, with advantage. Okay. With advantage. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Three. Two threes. Oh my god. What do you see up there? <laughs> you know the most about magic. He said big bad magic. What is it? Holding her backwards, so she's just looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. still facing the wrong side. What do you yeah. see? <laughs> That's a hot six. So, so Lacey, you kind of get up trying to figure out what's going on. Pale scales like immediately just clocks you and's like, "Let's do this." Runs up, picks you up, holds you up, and you're facing the other the wrong way. What level. do you see out there? And you're just like, "What?" And so you just kind of try to turn around and kind of get a view of what's happening. Uh, with a six, you definitely feel that like there was some kind of big bad magic. <laughs> see, I'm telling you guys. I am. It's big. It's I'll let you bad. do like some like movement or something if you want. Shoot. <laughs> um, I'm going to. I'm gonna. Re I'm gonna ready my action. I'm gonna say that that was an that action. That was action. Okay, yeah, so yeah. that was action. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Just because um, it's happening kind of quickly. What's happening right now? Okay. We're slow. Um, <laughs> we're slow. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get down from pale scales. I'm gonna shimmy my way down, and then I'm just going to 
go up right behind um, Seabog. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna say, like, stay right behind and, like, put my hand on his back so he knows I'm there because he's holding against the window still. Okay, cool. Uh, awesome. Okay, that comes hey, down to Seabog. So, Seabog, you just hoisted this table up, and, like, at first you were just kind of like, I don't know what the fuck I'm to do, but then as the glass shatters, you're like, wow, I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> um, so, you're just sitting there holding this table, uh, like oh, a badass. Uh, the table, like, is intact, so but it's like, it's, it's like, it's, Cracking. It's, this it's like wooden table is like splintering, and you're just holding it. Um, you're just holding both legs. <laughs> yeah, you're just holding it up in front of you. Um, um, so, what would you like to do? I I would like to like have like open up like a little crack so I could see out the window and try to figure out what I see if I can see anyone or anything again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Another perception check, basically. Okay. Cool. Uh, I really hope so. What is my perception again? I gotta remember these numbers. Uh, that's better than a three, but it's still only a nine. Okay. Uh, with a nine, as, as time is kind of like going on, you're, you're starting to kind of get an idea a little bit of like something's happening again. You know, there's some kind of big bad magic inside <laughs> of the wall. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it's it's something that was definitely. I mean, it was directly at you guys, and you guys yeah, know yeah, yeah. that there are people you know, who are trying to look for you. So you can kind of deduce that somebody is essentially sieging the building because they mm-hmm. might not know exactly where you are. Um, but you don't know who it is. You don't know exactly what it is. Um, but you can guess that it wasn't a one-time thing. Yeah, okay. Um, was that... I'm trying to remember how the setup was. Is it... Is the windows the same side of the door, or is it like a different side of the building? Yeah, when you walk in through the door, the windows are on the left. Okay. So it's like a rectangle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Is there an exit behind, uh, on the other side of that building, of the windows? So like windows here, is there is there an exit somewhere on this side of the building? Uh, no, it would just it would just be, be the that exit door. here that, that okay. you came from, yeah. At least as far as you can see, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Um... Uh, I feel like we gotta get in this building. Yeah, I think that one big bad magic usually an indicator that there's gonna be big another bad one magic. coming. Yeah, okay. you're probably the strongest. You carry the tiefling if she can't walk. What right. about what about Rago? Oh, yeah, you'll have to carry him. We don't know that he is. I know. We, we also don't, don't know who it is. That's the problem. Fix the king to execute him. Because oh. they'll assume he's an inquisitor. And that's urgent. Okay. Well, there's no skin off my nose, but my two cents. You're too okay with that. You're the fungus girl. Isn't your whole thing death? We can talk about this later. We need to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, kick it into the You still have some movement if you like. I'm gonna say you have like an object interaction or something. Was there when we walked in, was it like was it like an alley and then the door, or was it like open bustling street bustling streets and then the door? It was like bustling street, you it's walked up a stairwell that kinda like went up and curved around up to the third floor where you guys are at. Oh and, okay, and then you uh, walked in, the, the door was right there. Okay, so we're on like the third floor. Yeah. Oh, we're upstairs. We, yeah, we're like up three levels. Okay. Uh we should probably at least get down floors. Like, we should probably not be all the way up here. You want to make the way to the exit? 
That's what I'm, this is that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm at least get downstairs. Yeah, we should at least book it downstairs. One run. Um, who carries who? Uh, you carry Rago or you leave him here? Yeah, who's... Are we still in initiative? Yeah. We're definitely still in initiative. Yes. Um, I definitely don't yeah. think we should leave him here because he'll most likely die. It's a 50-50 at best that he lives. Yeah. My carrying capacity, I don't know. How do we just you're, you're, you're pretty beefy. I'm going to say could least... you could you could probably carry um, Yara pretty much fine. Um, but I'm going to say, like, Rago is obviously like a, like a full grown like man um, who's getting like a fighter. So I'm going to say, like, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah, have yeah. probably so, uh, half some type of save or something. Yeah, half uh, um, uh, speed. Okay. Would, would um, Pale Skittles be able to carry? Yara. I'm gonna say you'll, you'll probably get just because of your your build. My strength's 15. Okay, but I'm gonna say you can carry Yara. Um, you know, basically, I'll Piggy, say you can Piggy carry backer? you can carry Yara the same way that he can carry Rago. So impeded movement. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. So I'm at 15 feet per second, or per whatever per, per round. Per okay. So so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna book it down. Lacey's the fastest. She'd have to leave. Go! <laughs> okay. If it matters, um, I'm moving at 20 feet per round. Okay. I'm so, at 15. So I am going so I'll to. Turn on the back. Yeah. Okay. So the so at, at the end of your turn, Seabog, you're going to run over, kind of hoist up Rago, and make for the door. Yes. Okay. Cool. I am going to, as you kind of make for the door, open the door, start to make your moves. I'm going to see you just get into that like hallway. Basically. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you guys hear uh, a boom kind of in the background, and you look over and you see another ball of that same kind of uh, energy. Well, I guess, Seabog, you know this is the same thing uh, coming through. <laughs> big bad, uh, evil yeah, yeah, big bad, big bad, evil magic coming again. Um, you guys kind of get the idea that this is hitting the building. You understand, basically, from what Rago told you that, again, they probably don't know exactly where you are in the building. That's why they're just hitting the building. Barraging the yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. You don't know who it is. You don't know exactly where it's coming from or what exactly is happening. Um, but you know that the building is hurt, mm-hmm. you know, and this is not a super, this isn't like a palace or something or fortified. Yeah. So I'm going to roll just to see how long the building will last. <laughs> okay. Um, a second ball of big bad magic comes flying toward the building uh, and on initiative 20 strikes that side of the wall again. Uh, It shakes and everyone give me a constitution saving throw. I'm going to say with the windows now blown out, there's nothing protecting you. Okay, cool. You're totally fine. Nat 20. Oh my god, no way. Not a nat 20. (laughs) That's That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. I'm too low to the ground. Yeah, the shrooms. Ten, the shrooms. Ten. Okay, cool. Uh, so, Jesus. Uh, wow, that's crazy. Jesus, so, Pale Scales, Pale Scales, and Lacey. Uh, this time, actually aware of what's kind of happening. You guys see it coming. Brace yourselves. This strikes the side of the building. It doesn't come like through the window or anything. Just hits the side of this building. Uh, rumbles the building. Like dust. Even more dust comes out. You hear like beams kind of splitting the ground breaking a little bit. You see the cracks in the walls become even bigger and kind of stretch out farther. Uh, and then, uh, but you guys kind of like steal yourselves and you just kind of, you know, get a good stance and you don't like fall over or anything. See, Bob, I'm just going to say that with that uh, tent, you just getting through the door, you're kind of awkward trying to move through it. You just fall down to the ground uh, with this. It doesn't really hurt you, but it's definitely going to even hurt your movement even more. Do I fall down the stairs? Are no, you, you don't fall down the stairs. Are you, are you like on your back? <laughs> yeah, and now you can't get up. 
Thanks, oh, no. stereotype me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so now that is uh, Pale Skills' turn. Okay, so. And you hear in the background, fire another shot! Oh, shit. I have good hearing. It's the fucking guards. Yeah. Did we hear that, or? You can, you can hear far off in the distance somebody yelling, fire another shot. You can't make it up. It's the triple. It's Kelgird. It's, it's Kelgird. Yeah, yeah. We gotta fucking leave. We gotta go. Fucking it. Let's make moves. So I continue to, I step over Seabog, <laughs> and continue to just advance toward where uh, Rago led us in, trying to get to the exit. exit. Okay, so you're taking Yara with you, is that mm-hmm. what you said? Okay, cool. Got you. So you pick up Yara, you make 15 feet of movement. I'm gonna say you can get past, you step over Seabog, uh, and kind of start to make your way, starting to go down the stairs. Got you. Um, anything else you'd like to do? Um, uh, no. Okay, no. that comes back to- I'll hold my action. Lacey, what would you like to do? Cause that's just movement, right? So I can just hold my action? Yeah, I'm gonna say you okay. can still hold an action. Yeah, for sure. Um, she starts laughing. Um, okay, um, I am going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep booking it down as fast as I can. Um, so I have thirty feet. Uh, twenty-five speed. So I'm going down twenty-five feet. How far are they? Like ten feet apart? Um. Well, you're you're pretty. So you're. This room is not really big. I'm gonna say with twenty-five feet of movement, you're able to get into the stairwell and get down the first flight of stairs. So you're not okay. ahead of the pack because you had more movement mm-hmm. than the other two. Okay. Okay. Seabox on top. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to. I'm going to fungal infestate my body so I just slap a sticker on my on my arm and you just see like all of these vines start to come up and mm-hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> and she and she and she just transforms into this basically just like a, a, a huge beast with like mushrooms flying out everywhere and I was mm-hmm. right I was wrong last time so I get four hit points for each level so it is not, oh cool it's not just four <laughs> like I thought okay. it was last Good. time Good. so it's a little bit better so um so I get I get sixteen in temporary hit points. Yes, cool. Um, so I will do that, and then I will just. But before we get to that, let me tell you about today's sponsor. Hi guys, Cole here. I just want to quickly take a minute and tell you about today's sponsor for this episode, which is actually my company, Jarvis Media Consolidated. Whether you run a small practice or a larger business, or you're just kind of making content to put on YouTube with your friends like what we do, you may need social media services. And that's where we come in. Jarvis Media Consolidated is a company that partners with small to medium-sized companies to help them distribute their social media content uh, across any kind of platform and get more leads, more brand exposure, and ultimately help your business grow using the power of social media. So whether you're running a podcast and you wanna get that distributed on platform, or you need some ads, or even just some simple social media content to put on your pages so you're not completely ignoring all social media platforms out there, we've got you covered. Feel free to call us anytime to talk about any kind of inquiries and work that we might be able to do together. You can call us at 315-751-8103 or email us at info at jarvismedia.biz. That's info at jarvismedia.biz. Thank you guys so much and enjoy the rest of the episode. 
I, I will just keep going down as fast as I can. Okay. Does that increase anything? Like, it doesn't. No, it just yeah. gives me it just gives me temporary hit points. Cool. Uh, okay, so that brings back to Seabog. Seabog, I'm going to say for, uh, usually it's uh, to come up from prone, it's about it's half like your half, movement. Yeah, it's half so I'm going to say you can basically, because you're already closest, I'm going to say you can just get down the stairs. Uh, um, can carry I... what's his face? Uh... Can you dash if I don't have, if I don't use? Oh, that's a good oh, point. Yeah, I'm sorry. You could dash. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to say if you wanted to as well. Oh, shit. That's okay, right. cool. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Right? Okay, so okay. you guys, What's so you're down the that's... stairs as well, pale scales. Uh, and then, yeah, if you'd like mm-hmm. to dash, you could do that. Mm-hmm. So you'll get to the bottom of the stairs and then kind of like down the, the next flight of stairs too. So you'll get down to the first, just at the end, end of the stairs, the first floor if you want to dash. Um, and then... Can I? Also, I'll get to the I'll get to the ground floor. You get to the ground floor. How far does it look I, like I am from the exit? Am I basically right there? You're like yeah, you're like ten feet away from the exit. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I probably can't do that. I, I dash, so I probably can't do a check for anything. No. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um. Okay. Actually. Can I have extended, uh, expended a key point to do my dash action? Because that's a thing sure. I can do. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. so that's a bonus action. And then would I be able to try to make a check to see if I can see anything outside? Or sure. I'd be yeah, tired. that's fine. Okay. <clears throat> it will be a little bit tough. Uh, I'm going to say, so you're going to try to make that perception when you're at the ground floor? Yeah, yeah. I was going to okay. try to book it as far as I can close to the door and then look. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, roll me a pure luck check. Two or higher, and uh, oh, sorry, uh, roll just roll with a d4. Okay. And if you get a two or higher, um, I'm gonna say you're lucky that the door was, door was blown open, open okay, so that okay. you can actually see what's happening outside. Two or higher, two. Nice. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, cool. So, uh, so you get down to the, the flight of stairs with Rago on your back, and then you look out. The door is fully flying, flowing off its hinges, Sweet. and you can kind of see outside. So okay. go ahead and give me a perception check. Uh, damn, <laughs> uh, the perception is like three, I think. Yeah, so it's 11. 11? Okay. Yeah. You damn. can see in the distance. You're still basically the same distance away from wherever this thing uh-huh. was. So yeah. you still can't really see like what's like firing this or maybe like who's out there or whatever. But you do see two figures much closer approaching. Hooded? Uh, they're not hooded. I'm gonna say that it's very dark, as so it's gotten darker out now. So you just see movement kind of coming through, like through the smoke and whatnot, everything happening. Yeah, yeah. You can just see like, you hear footsteps and kind of like grunting as people are kind of approaching. No one has dark vision. I do. Uh, oh, you do? do you? I don't think I do. Yes, I, don't I have dark vision as well. I don't think well, I do, so. So you can see a little better. I can, yes. Um, I can see, I can, I can see in, in, in darker things I can see as if it's bright light, but if it's super dark, I can see if there's like a dim light yeah, going on, yeah. so yeah. I can breathe, I can breathe give underwater. Me, give me out for I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, is it, it's, I think you're done, right, Seabog? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, that was it, that was it for me. Okay, uh, back at initiative 20, uh, you, see, <laughs> you see this ball of energy just kind of illuminate Seabog, you can kind of see this all the way like, through the door, kind of like straight forward in the distance. You see this ball of energy form and launch again toward the building, fly through the sky, kind of arc, and hit the building yet again. Uh, everyone give me a constitution. Uh, 14. 20. 20, not, not, 20 not nat. Wow. Not nat. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> also not a natural 20, but it's uh, <laughs> actually a uh, seven. <laughs> 
You are struggling. Right I, no. <laughs> I fucked up that guy real good, though. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you did. Your rolls will be good next time. So, so here's basically what happened in the span of like five seconds. <laughs> you roll from off your back after falling and just dropping Rago's unconscious body to the ground. You throw him back over your shoulder like fireman carry style. Hustle walk, down the walk, stairs you at a key point. Yeah. You get down to the bottom of the stairs, look out, and you're just kind of like, no. wait, I think I see some people coming. <laughs> This ball of energy hits the building again. You fall flat on your back again, uh, kind of throwing Rago's body against the wall and land next to you. <laughs> and now you're back on your back. Uh, uh, you guys can feel this building shift majorly. Like, it feels like it is a second away from just crumbling right down on you. Um, so you feel this especially on the second floor I think you guys are at. Um, just coming down the stairs, you get yeah. on the first flight of stairs. So you have another flight of stairs to go to on the ground level. So you feel this rocking and such. You, you again, are able to kind of hold the wall or whatever, be fine. But then, you know, dust and debris is falling down. Uh, you see planks of wood and like mortar and all that kind of stuff just like hitting the ground all around you. Uh, you hear again screams, families trying to get out and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm gonna say some doors are already open and people who uh, are closer who are able to kind of get out and run out the doors and such like that. Um, but yeah, chaos ultimately happening. And you can feel like the creaking of this building. Like, any windows or any exit points on the second floor walls? Like anywhere that we could get out of the it's, floor. It's really just like, it's kind of like you have like these different like um, residences on the sides here, and then kind of like a square spiral staircase kind of going down. Oh, so hmm. in the staircase, there's really no windows yeah. or any exits, pretty much just the stairwell. Gotcha. Yeah. You good. Good. It's a spiral staircase, so we could jump to the It's bottom. not like a spiral, but there is an opening in the middle. I'm going to say if you wanted to try to jump down, you could. But you're also on like the second, you're on like the little landing of the stairwell in front of the last set of stairs. So jumping or with a body on you versus running down the stairs might not really increase your speed much. Yeah. I would just dash again. Okay, cool. So you're able to, um, yeah, uh, uh, secure Yara on you after you stabilize yourself, run down like the uh, the stairway as debris is just falling left and right, smoke and dust and everything uh, all around you. You run over, hop over Seabog yet again, uh, and are able to run out the door if you want to go straight onto the street if you want to. There's really the only exit from the building is that way, but if you want to try and you know linger, you can. It's if you want to use your full movement to get out of the building, it's going to be through the front door. So, my full movement with the dash. With the dash, yes. You wanted to just use your regular movement, I'm just going to just get to the bottom of the stairs right where Seabot is. Okay, I'm going to dash to just outside the door. Okay, cool. So you you run and jump over Seabog's body, uh, kind of get just outside the door with Yara over your shoulder. Um, again, dust, debris, you see families kind of like screaming and running, people just kind of evacuating buildings all around. Um, and you can see kind of now, do you have dark vision? I don't. Okay, so it's dark out. I mean, you're kind of out of the smoke, which is really the thing clouding your eyesight before, but it is definitely nighttime now. Um, and so you can't really see too much, um, but uh, you do see, um, uh, uh, or, or sorry, you do hear, you have excellent hearing. Um, footsteps and the same kind of stuff that Seabog heard. You hear some footsteps kind of coming nearby, and then you also hear muffling down in the background. You hear another 
Shoot him on the... I can I set Yara down? Is it like a yeah, you, you can set her down. Like yeah, I'm yeah, gonna say yeah. Is there... feet. Okay, Yara. Yara's like gasping and she's been quiet, like kind of just going with it, letting you take her. And she's like, you set her on her feet. She kind of looks at you and just says, "All right, I don't. I'm not mad at you anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you for saving me again." Um, You're too and, quick uh, to trust. <laughs> she says, "Stay out that's, here." That's fair. <laughs> and um, watch for any more big bad magic. Uh, <laughs> okay, with my clearly amazing perception. Um, could I have at least seen if there was any kind of cover right outside, like a, like a cart or something? Or... Um, it would have been pretty hard because you're looking through a narrow yeah, scope yeah, of a doorway. No, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just curious if I could see anything. Yeah. Like, okay. That's fine. So, Lacey's next. Yeah, Lacey's next. Fungi lady. Fungi lady. Fungi lady. It's, it's in my head against you. I fucked that up with my other thing. But, um... How far am I from the bottom? You're probably about like thirty feet or so. Because you you're at the at the edge of the stair, kind of right where Pale Skills was. So it's pretty much fifteen feet or so to get down the stairs, and then to kind of get out the front door, would be probably another like you know, 20, 15 or so. So you're full movement. Yeah, I'm gonna go my full movement. Okay, twenty-five. So yeah. you're basically right in front of the door. Yeah. On the outside, or still on the inside? Yes, still Um, I'm going to. I have dark vision, so I see here. Uh, I'm gonna say you, you run out there, you kind of look out into the dark, you can kind of see it better. Again, this is like a very not. It's not as well lit and things like that because of the fact that um, you know, there are. Yeah, it's it's a poor part of town, so there's not as much like candles and stuff like that and maintenance or whatever. So it's pretty dark. You kind of get to the door. You can see out clearly. There's still a lot of dust. So I'm going to say, um, give me a, a perception check flat. It would be with, um, or it wouldn't have been with disadvantage, but you're going to be able to, see, it's going to be a lower threshold to see everything. It's five. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So you, you come down, you come down really excited because you have your dark vision. You're like, man, I can see at night. It's going to be easy. Uh, you get to the doorway and there's still just so much dust and debris and shit like in your eyes. You're just trying to clear your eyes. Um, you pretty much can only hear footsteps coming. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I, I just, that's it, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all I'm gonna do for now. Okay. Uh, all right, that will come back to Seabog. Uh, I, I'm gonna get up just one more time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to uh, pick him up and get outside and, uh, are we far from like a corner of the corner of the building? Or are we like you're kind of right in the middle, but the building's okay. not huge. You okay. could round the corner from the front door to the corner; it'd probably be like 15 feet or so. So probably I'd probably take my full movement ish to get there. But you're still gonna take half movement to get up. Yeah. Oh and you're carrying shoot! Rainbow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So right. you're gonna basically just be I'll able to get out. Get the right outside. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess I'll just do that. Yeah. It's unfortunate that so it works specifically yeah. like that. So unfortunate. Um, All right, you want to... I'll, pro- I'll just get out. I'll put him down, and then... You want to put him down inside the building? No, no, no. Get out, put okay. him down with um, Tiefling Lady. Yara? Yeah, yeah okay. Yara. Cool, so you kind of you get up again, roll over to the side, jump up, <laughs> pick up Rago again over your shoulder, uh, and hustle out the building as you hear again creaking and dust and debris kind of falling all around you. Mm-hmm. Um, you get outside the building uh, into kind of like the dark street. 
um, and uh, are able to put down. I mean, he's still unconscious. Yeah. Do you want to just want to put him on the ground? Oh God. <sighs> Knocking people out. <laughs> um, is there these clear? Oh God, I can't. Can I? I mean, now that I'm outside, can I do another perception check to see what I can see? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say because you didn't have to dash. So I'm yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I haven't that. dashed yet. Come on, perception. Oh, look at that! That's a twenty, dirty twenty. Nice. Okay, cool. So you get outside. Uh, do you have dark vision by any chance? Okay, <laughs> no. <laughs> no worries. It's dark as shit out, but with the yeah. twenty, you can still get a good idea. So you you heard footsteps coming before. You still hear them. They're getting closer. They're getting louder. Uh, you can see figures in the distance coming, mm-hmm. and they look very short. Oh shit! Okay, so okay, okay, okay. Um, I would. Can I do some kind of bonus action to try to like slap him awake, rip off the sticker, and like wake up? <laughs> uh, as a bonus action, I don't. I didn't think so. If you want to try and punch him. Is the punch if you take a, an attack action, you can get to the punch? Um, punch I have. Action? I just have a bonus action, unarmed strike. I don't think I oh, need okay. to. I'm gonna I say if you want to use an unarmed strike to try and wake him up, it's <laughs> gonna be a puncher. little bit. It's gonna be a little <laughs> bit difficult. But punch say, those unconscious bodies. I'm gonna say it's it's gonna be a um, go ahead and make a uh, uh, like with an unarmed strike. You can kind of like make a like a an attack. Just roll like a, a strength. Yeah, just do a strength check. Right? Uh, just do a strength, uh, or I would say, or a dex, because I think you, you're fighting things. I dex, fight right? with dex, yeah. So yeah. your dex, if you get a fifteen or higher, you can wake him with a punch. Oh god! <laughs> it's usually something that knocks people out. <laughs> <laughs> I can heal him. With a... <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, that's a nineteen hey! plus whatever. God. Okay. Punch. <laughs> so you you throw him on the ground and you just punch him. This dude has been thrown about all, all oh, over the place. Uh, you see him just go <laughs> and wake up and be like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> uh, and uh, he just kind of looks over and as he looks over, you see another ball of light come flying through the air. As this ball of light comes flying through the air, it illuminates the street as it flies by, and you guys can see. Three dwarves standing like twenty feet in front mm-hmm. of you, and then the ball hits the building. The building collapses and starts to fall all around you. Um, you definitely hear some cries and screams from inside the building. There were probably some civilians still, maybe in there. Oh no! Um, but uh, it, it collapses into rubble. Uh, it's really tough to tell if they're survivors or not from there. But again, the light kind of dissipates, and you can hear the footsteps kind of coming up uh, finally. And they just yell, "Murderers! We're gonna kill you for what you did to our princess." Uh, you guys are all outside. Okay. I'm gonna God. say you're able. If you were like five feet away, I'm gonna say okay, you were able to get out. Like, you were uh, at the door. Safety. But uh, you were right there. Yeah. Okay. So, cool. um, so you're all good. But uh, yeah. So you guys oh, hear that? Uh, suddenly, flames kind of create a circle around you in the street and illuminate the three of you, or the five of you, as well as, at the edge of it, the three uh, dwarven uh, 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 royal guards who came with the princess. And you recognize them as wearing the same armor um, and clothing as um, um, those uh, people. Mm-hmm. 
uh, before who were not let into the palace when the princess was one of the winners. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this illuminates them. You guys can all see them now. Uh, and they're going to uh, roll initiative to see when they are. We're at the top at 20 right now. Yeah. So see who they are. Okay. So uh, as you see the circle of fire kind of illuminate you all, you see these two, tw these uh, three dwarven guards, um, two of them on each side. They both have uh, war hammers with them. And then the one in the middle, you see his eyes are glowing and he seemed to be, he, uh, you can assume is the one casting this magical flame circle that is uh, essentially creating a barrier, a wall, stopping guys from running in either direction. Um, and that is Pale Scales turn. So you we're in the circle. Yeah. The guys with the Warhammers are in the circle with us. And we're all circled by flame. And then there's that with that caster dude like further away behind them. So it's like us three, dwarves and the Warhammers, and then the circle, and then that dude back there. The dude, the they're, dude all, they're all in the circle. Oh, they're, oh, they're all, all in the circle. circle. Yeah, so the, the caster's in the circle, circle yeah. behind yeah, okay. them. It's a big circle, yeah. Okay, like how many feet? It's probably like 50 feet. 50 feet wide. 50 take. feet by okay. 50 feet, yeah. Like, a, if it was a square, it'd be 50 feet by 50 feet. How far away from us are they? They're probably, like, 20 feet away. Okay. <laughs> and there's three of them? Yes. Okay. I'm going to cast something. Just got to make sure I can do it the way I want to do it. I am going to cast Ice Knife, and I am going to also spend a Sorcery Point to use Meta Magic, which will allow me to Twin Spell the Ice Knife and select an additional attack target because it can only target one creature originally. Okay. So I'm going to cast it on one of the Warhammer guys, and then if I can target the caster as well, I would like to. The You're spell close. has yeah. a range of 60 feet. Yeah, you can, you can do both of them. Yeah. Um, so I would roll... How do I roll to hit with spells? Someone remember? Uh, it's, 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 it's your D20 and then um, your prism modifier. Your... Spell attack. Spell attack, yeah. So that oh, would yeah, be yeah, yeah. my six there. So yeah. I roll 17 plus six. So 23. Yeah, I think it should be, right? It's going to be your. You have a spell attack of six. Yeah. And then I roll the 17. So that's if it it's, hits or not. Ice Knife is actually a. It's a. They have to do a deck save. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay, and then make a range on the target. So you still have to you still have to shoot to attack them. Yeah, if yeah. it hits them, they're gonna make a save, and that's gonna I think determine how much damage. Mm. On a hit, yeah. the target takes one d10 piercing damage, hit or miss, the shard then explodes. Right. Yeah, that explodes, it's and it says the attack save is dexterity four. Oh, and the explosion hits the next target. It's, it hits. It hits within five feet. Any creature within five feet. So I cast it to hit it. 
Okay. And then it sticks in them, and then the knife and then it explodes, and that's where they take the dexterity. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check. And oh, okay. So Even it if says, it misses, it'll still explode. On a hit, the target takes 1d10 of piercing damage, and then hit or miss, the shard explodes, and the target and each creature within five feet of the target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Got it. Okay, cool. Okay. So go, who are you shooting this One at? One Warhammer guy and the caster guy. Okay, got you. So who is the, your, your primary target? Um, Caster guy. Okay, cool. Makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. So you hit it, the guy, the caster is right in the middle, kind of, uh, of these three. So you go ahead and hit him, and what was it? It was a 19? It, no, was, it was a 17 more. plus 6, so 23. Okay, gotcha. That definitely hits. So 1d10 of okay. piercing damage. No. Nope. That's a d10. Yeah. So that's, that's a 12. That's a 12. Oh. It's got that's, a, yeah, 5 on one side and 5 one. on the other. This it's one like here? Wheel. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. yep. that one. One. <laughs> nice. We do one damage. One piercing, and then the target and each creature within five feet of it must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Okay, cool. So you do one damage to the caster. Uh, he is going to have to roll just to maintain concentration on that spell. He's able to. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, then it's going to go to the other one. So, so again, remind me the other two ones on the other side of him. Do they have to take saves? So he takes that piercing knife to him right, to his shoulder or whatever and then yeah. it explodes so all three of them if they're within five feet would have to make the dexterity saving throw if they're within five feet of each other they are they all are yeah, yeah, so yeah everyone's got to all make three of them gotta make the saving got throw. it okay cool so their dex is not good 19 for one three for the other so okay. only one of them three because it would be all of them in, yeah. within five feet of each other. Well, you hit the one in the middle. Mm-hmm. Oh, so oh, it hits him too. I'm sorry. So it hits the one in the middle and got like it. explodes like a grenade. I see. Yeah. Okay, got you. So the caster got an 18. I think the other guy got a passed. It was a 19, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one got a three. So yeah. one of the Warhammer guys, you're going to be able to... Do two D6s. Okay, yeah. got it. Sorry. One. <laughs> two. So three damage. Cool. Okay. Uh... All right, so he is down one, and then this other dwarf is down three. I hope that was fun, because I twin-spelled it, so we got to do the whole thing again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, now we know. Uh, Okay, cool. So I'll roll to hit the second knife. It's 13 plus 6, so 19. Okay, it's going to hit. Same guy? Um, No, I have to target someone new, so I'll target Warhammer guy on the left. He'll take 1d10 piercing. Okay. Five. Okay. Gotcha. And then all three of them have to make the dexterity throw again. So only only the two will because yeah. the one all the way on the right. So the one that you first hit, the mage, is in the middle of them. He is within five of them. Ah, uh, gotcha. The other one's ten away from the other guy. You got it. Yeah. So, so uh, okay, cool. So, so it'll only explode the... on the mage guy again. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they both had to do the de- their dexterity dex throw. Got it. Cool. So uh, first guy is a nine that fails. Second guy is a 19. The mage is a 19. Okay. So he does not take that, right? So he, he passes, right? He got it, takes, yeah. Because um, that would be a dexterity save of 14. Right. Now, does um, he take, like, half damage or anything? No, he just doesn't take okay. explosion okay. damage. Now, the, the first guy will. So right. I do two d6s of cold for him. That's a 6. Cool. Nice. And a 3. Cool. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, so you see, you're just kind of like firing, firing these uh, uh, blasts at, at, at uh, these dwarves as soon as you can see them, as soon as like the, the street is ignited with these flames in the sides. Um, so you go ahead and shoot, hits the one mage in the middle, explodes, does damage to the surrounding. Uh, you shoot another one on the Warhammer on the left, uh, explodes, hits him. Uh, the mage just barely dodges out of the way. The mage is still able to hold 
the fire. The concentration. Yeah, exactly. The concentration. All right, cool. that's my turn, I think. Uh, that will be the Warhammer guy who dealt the most damage. So he's going to run up, or was dealt the most damage. So he's pissed. He's going to run up straight to you and go ahead and make an attack with you with his Warhammer. Is he close? So we're next to each other. Does he walk within range of me as well? He is, yeah, so... Opportunity attacks? Is that what you're asking? Well, it's, he might with the polearm, right? He will, now that I have polearm master, right. if he walks within range of me, it activates opportunity attack. So I get to have an opportunity attack if he walks in close. Got it, cool. So where are you guys? Because I guess pale scales would have I to have one of sight. I figured we would be pretty close to each other because I would have... Set what's his face down. I guess I guess up. you could say I had to step forward at least so that I have line of sight of them. So there's nothing directly between okay, so, me and them. So yeah. you're probably to like my left or right positionally. Got you. So what's your range? Um, ten I feet, think right? I think Polar Master makes it ten feet. Right. Now. Cool. If it's ten feet, then I'll say that they will step in because you wouldn't have had to step far out of the way, Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Know. It's see. at least ten. Is I'm like. It's, it's, I'm, like, it's at least I'm pretty sure Polar makes it go to 10. Polar Master makes it go to 10. That doesn't tell me. Yeah. Creature in my reach. The other one that I was looking at would have been... You're probably right. Uh, it, I'd be surprised if it was anything less than 10. Well, it might just be 5, though, is the problem. Uh, ah, it's not a... Enter the reach you have with the weapon. Yeah. Which, so, is, which is... So it's your quarter five. staff. Yeah, what's your quarter staff reach? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's just five though, because I don't think I don't think polar master gives me the. I don't think the polar master gives me the extra reach. I think oh, okay. something See, else would have. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna say he steps in. Yeah. He's okay. Not, if I can, that's fine. Gosh, he's fine. not quite in reach of you, but he steps up to um, pale scales and go ahead and is going to make uh, two melee attacks with his hammer. So he is going to roll. Someone asked that exact. That is going to be a five feet. Yeah. Yeah. Someone asked that exact question. Uh, fourteen to hit. It's sensible. I have a AC of thirteen. Okay, so he's gonna hit with Mm -hmm. the first one, and he's gonna hit with the second one. That's a twenty-three to hit. Um, so he's gonna go ahead and do his damage. <laughs> you say you're so happy you went into fungal. I'm so happy I went to symbiotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. early, thank God. Uh, um, oh no. Fourteen uh, points of bludgeoning damage on two hits. So he go ahead and winds up um, pissed. Still has like shards of like this spell in him. Uh, goes ahead and just swings. Turns around, swings again um, for that 14 damage. I'm at 16. Uh, cool. That is going to be Lacey. Okay. I am going to... Okay. Um... I'm going to walk up to the... the I'm going to walk uh, up next to... Uh, Seabog, and I'm going to cast Chill Touch on the one that I think the one that I think is doing the magic, the the mage guy. Okay, cool. Um, so that is I have to I have to look it up. I'm sorry, I forgot to look it up exactly. Um, so a ghostly skeleton hand comes out. So it's an attack. 
Is a 13, is that hit? 13 does not hit. Okay, so that just goes right past them. Um, And just a little one. Um, you can you can cast spells in in your form, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't I can't cast them if I'm in beast shape. Got it. But I can cast them in in this shape. Cool. Um, okay, I'm going to because that miss, I'm gonna tr- I'm still gonna try to circle of spores them. Cool. Um, so they have to enter changes. You to you to roll a Constitution saving throw. Okay, uh, which one is this one again? The mage. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Well, it's it's on. Okay, no, it's just one person. So yeah, just that guy. Just that mage, guy. Just the mage. Okay. Just the mage. It's a plus two. It's twelve. Uh, that fails. My spell save is thirteen. Nice. Okay. So how much damage does it take? I get to do two of these, so three and four, seven points of damage. Okay, so he's got to roll to get that up. And it breaks. Yes. Uh, so you see, uh, what, what spell was this again? This was this was just my Halo Spores, right? Yeah, oh, but yeah. it was Halo Spores afterward. Oh, gotcha. Okay, uh, gotcha. So you um, you go ahead and uh, so what what was the one that did the damage here? Halo Spores. Okay, got it. So you, you shoot your Halo Spores um, at him. He is like taking a back, takes a step back. You see the fire just kind of phase down um, as he kind of just recovers, uh, looks back at you with like fury in his eyes. Um, and that will be, I guess that's the end of your turn, right? Yes. Uh, that will be the Seabog. Um, so I'm going to, he's in front of him. Is there any way that I could, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna move up to him and whack the guy that hit Hail Scales. Cool. Nat 20. Hey! Nice! Hey. Yes. Yes. There it is. Seabog's Revenge. Yes! Okay, so... Does that mean you see... It, yeah, so hold on. How are we going to do... Um, you're going you're to do your roll twice and then add your modifier. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Ooh, That's what I wasn't sure if you were going to double it. Okay, so... Ooh, sweet. Uh, a six. Nice. And a uh, seven. So... And then... That's 11. 11 for that. Nice. And then I'm going to... Hit him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bunch of this time. Um, there's three of them total. Yes. This is the one that's been hurt the most so far. This is He's the so one neat. that is. Uh, yes, yeah, he has been hurt the most. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna punch him still. I'm just gonna punch him still. Punch. <laughs> this is doing a lot of. Um, that's gonna be sixteen. 16 damage? No, no, 16 hit. Oh, 16 got hit. it. Yeah, uh, that does Ooh. not hit. Oh, yeah, and you see, they're, they're in, like, this royal, like, armor, uh, like, very, like, kind of uh, scaled, um, strong plate armor. Is it metal? Yeah. Ooh. This is some, these are some stocky dwarven I like warriors. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. Um, uh, I can't do anything else on Um, uh, that kind of sucks. Uh, okay, yeah, I end my turn. Uh, okay, then that is the other uh, um, uh, dwarven uh, guard knight man person. Uh, he is going to run up um, and just say, Forara! And he's going to go ahead and attack you, Seabog. He's going to make two attacks. The first one is a 21 to hit. second one is a 19 to hit. Uh, the 21 does hit. Okay, woo! Oh, you have 20 AC, right? Yeah, I have 20 AC. Yeah, dude. Uh, Cool, so he's going to hit you with one of these. Um, That's not the right one. 
Um, he's also going to provoke opportunity attack on me for walking towards me. Hey, oh, nice. So yeah. I'm going to also roll that while we're doing that. Does a 19 hit him? 19 does hit him. Okay, yes. cool. Thank God. I'm, what do <laughs> I'm six scared. <laughs> so he does 10 damage to you with his warhammer, just hits you across the chest. And, and I'm you. Nine to him. Nine to him? Nice. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. And you said 10 to me? This guy, yes. Okay. So, nice, nice, nice. This guy is going to go Just down. Every time someone... If they... Yeah, it's because it's uh, opportunity attack, so... It's basically triggered if they walk... Oh, okay. Normally, it's if they walk away from my reach, but with Polar Master, it's if they walk into my reach as well. Gotcha. Okay. So, you see, uh, um, as this happens, Rago... Oops. <laughs> uh, you see Rago, um, you know, finally kind of gets his bearings. He ruled very poorly on his initiative. Uh, he's <laughs> going to run up and try and defend Pale Scales um, with his uh, sword and um, hand crossbow. Uh, so he's going to go up and try and stab at this guy right here as I just fight myself real quick. Um <laughs> That is going to be miss. He's gonna take his other attack, not with his crossbow, he's gonna use the sword again. Uh that is going to also miss. Uh, <laughs> he uh he, he go ahead and makes two swings wildly and the dwarven guy just kinda of ducks out of the way really easy, he's quite short. Uh and um he yells to this uh this dwarven knight and just says, We're not your enemies, we're not the ones you're trying to fight. Um and that uh will come back to uh Top of initiative. So, two things happen here. Uh, you hear yelling in the distance, and you just hear in, the, in the, uh, really far away um, the yelling of, of a couple different voices uh, yelling something along the lines of um, the, coming, the, the the king commands you to stop, stop fighting immediately. As these soldiers are are slowly coming, um, uh, trying to make their way over to you. Uh, it seems that the the dwarven uh, um, knights took advantage of these this whatever means was being used uh, to uh, attack the building um, that you guys were in, uh, and kind of took in it, came in and tried to uh, uh, you know uh, deal retribution for for their own cause. Um, whereas the royal guard is also on their way over, um, but you can kind of deduce based off what the king's announcement was earlier that they're going to try to bring you to justice. Whereas the dwarvens are jealous. just pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So, uh, and then as that happens, the you see the mage dwarf kind of dust himself off, and before anyone tries to make a move again, um, you know, forms this kind of wall of fire again around you guys. Uh, and so he just kind of sits there, right concentrating now. on the spell, trying to hold you guys in place so you can't escape. The wall of fire might be good for us right now. Um, Rago, Rago says, uh, as he does this again, he says. Um, these are some very, very strong Dwarven guards. We might not have a chance. It, it might be the best chance we have to just try and live to fight another day. So my turn? It will be your turn, yes. How is the the, mo- the two Dwarven guards looking? The one up in Pale Scale's face took a good brunt, but he's still together. Uh, the other one hasn't had much damage other than your, I think, 10 to him. Yeah. So he's still looking pretty sturdy. The mages looks quite fine as well. Are both of the Warhammer guards within a distance where, with my arm length, I could touch both of them at the same time? I wouldn't say you'd be able to touch both of them. Okay. All right. 
Hmm. Do you know where your purple potion goes? No. I'm saying this to, to, to Rago. Rago. Um. He kind of looks at you and nods, but you'll have to ask him on your turn. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> um. Hmm. I'm going to cast. Shocking grasp. How far away is the mage from me? From you who's fighting you? He's like five feet. He's within The mage? Oh, the mage. I'm sorry. The mage is about 20 feet away. I'm like, whoa. Sorry, my bad. So I'm going to cast Shocking Grasp targeting the mage. It is a touch spell, but I'm going to expend a sorcery slot using my other meta magic, which is distance spell casting, to turn a touch spell's range into 30 feet. Okay. And I target him with Shocking Grasp, which is on a hit. So I'd have to roll my spell attack, right? Is that correct? Yeah. So 13 plus 6. That's going to hit. Yep. And then it is 1d8 of lightning damage. Nice. And... The target cannot take reactions until the start of its next turn. Okay. Two. He's got to be well. So he, he takes two damage. Yeah. Got it. Do I add anything to? Uh, he holds concentration. I um, don't know he, if I add anything to damage. <clears throat> I don't. It'll be my modifier, my charisma modifier. I don't think so. It's a good question. I don't think. I think it just says the spell. Just straight damage. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The spell say, would say like, it'll plus say your modifier. Plus yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Got you. Should. Okay. Um, okay. Damn. Anything else that turn? Mm, that's all I can do. I think I can only cast a spell. Okay, that comes back to the uh, dwarf in front of you. He goes ahead and takes two more cracks with his Warhammer. That's going to be a 22 to hit, and then a nat 20. I'm so sorry. Why? Uh, so he winds up on the first one. He is going to do one... Four, five, eight, eight damage. On the first one, he does eight damage. On the second one, he does. Oh, I have eight HP. It hurts on the second one. Five, 13 damage. So I'm unconscious. Or yeah. dead, depending on No, no, on it just knocks you down. Yeah. Because I'm so at he, negative five. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, oh, yeah you're, you're going to be down. Essentially, you're. Yeah, you're going to be downed. Um, so basically, the way this is going to work is that you're going to have to make death saving throws. Okay. If you get three positives, which is 10 or above, um, each turn you're going to take one. Then you pop back up. Do I stabilize uh, or I just come right back up? You stabilize. Okay, you, so you I'm still unconscious. You come back up at one HP. Is oh. what you're going to come up as. But I'm still unconscious. So right now well, you're I you're think... you're down. You're basically. But if you make three saving throws and that stabilizes me, I'm still unconscious. So oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah. you are up. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. So okay. you're going to be yeah. So you're going to come back up to one HP. Okay. And you're okay. going to be the same, just with very low health. Gotcha. Uh, and then obviously three. Uh, Fails in a me. row and you'll be totally dead. Yep. Um, also, if anyone takes any kind of uh, melee attack on you, um, you are going to. It's going to be uh, like an auto crit. It's going to be two fails. Yeah. Two fails. Any yeah. any one like attack on you is going to be one fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melees are two. And melees are going to be two. Got it's it. like it's called like an auto crit. Yeah. Um, so that is going to be his turn, and that's going to come back to Lacey. Okay, I'm gonna run to Pale Scales and cast Cure Wounds. Cool. To get him back up at least. So you you get eight hit points back. So I would go from zero to eight. Yes. Yes. Yep. Not yes. negative five so you're to back eight. Up. Yeah. Correct. So you're back up. Correct. Um, <laughs> 
And I look, I look over, I look over at Rego and I go, how many people can you take with you in that potion? He looks at you and he says, um, the way that the potions work is that you need to have um, a potion on you to travel somewhere. Uh, if I take a potion with me and I'm not holding all of you, then you won't come with me. Okay. If I grab all of you and I drink this potion, I'm not sure, but it might be able to get us all out of here. It's no guarantee. If you had all, if you all had a potion on you and I took it, you would come with me if, if you elected to. But because we only have one. Do you have to, have... wait, 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 wait. Do you have to have the purple potion? Yeah, it's the purple. He, we have, yeah. We two. have two purple potions. He, okay, he says... I'll only need to, you'll need to, whoever holding the purple potion will need to elect to come with me. Uh, basically just allow it to happen. Um, but he says the other, uh, the other ones I'll have to be touching. Can I, so, so can I, can I like, if I, if I say yes, I want to go with you and I grab someone, does that person go with me as no. well? Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. So I don't have to be touching anyone because I can just go with you because I have a purple potion. But right, right. We don't have to be touching but you. He, yeah. Okay, so I just, I, I just yell out to the team, get to Rago. Cool. And I'll end my turn there. Cool. Okay. Um. So that will be Seabuck. Okay. Okay. So let's see. Uh, there was a. He was last, wasn't he? Okay. We have to get to him. I have an idea. We have to get to Tiefling Woman. I have an alternative. Tiefling idea. Woman is still right there. It's she should be right there. Yeah, Yara's just on the ground cowering as, as normal. Why did you get her ass out? I'll have to wait for my turn before I suggest what I'm going to suggest. And you hear the, oh. the patter of, of knights in the distance coming. Yeah, okay, okay. Would it would it cost me anything to take the orange uh the you have a yellow potion on Yes. You? Would it cost me anything to take the yellow potion from her? The explosive one? Yeah, the explosive one. Uh it's like a free um a free action, like free like okay. um item action. So you could take it, um, but it's going to costs like an action to drink it. Uh, but you guess you wouldn't want to. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, yellow potion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to do that, but it costs you an action. It costs you an action to like throw it or something. But you could take it from her willingly. She'll give it to you, I'm sure. Uh, and then that would be, you know, a free action. Willingly. And that's just a, it's an explosion, basically, right? Yeah. That's that's all it is. Oh, yeah. goes like. It could set them off. It, it could, it could uh, mess with the mage. I have an idea. <sighs> I just don't want to say it not during my turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have an idea, but I'm you not can, feeling like you can, So you almost died. if you're engaging in conversation, you guys can chat with him like a little bit. Like that's that's okay. But it's like if you want to talk to an NPC, you'd probably have to do it on your turn. So you can tell your your idea to him if you want to. Seabog. Yeah. We're being attacked by dwarves and king's guard. And we have a potion that summons another faction and calls for help. What are you gonna do? We got the guy that's on their team, but they know they're trying to kill us. 
They're also trying to kill us. The Inquisitors think that we're in trouble, and them, though, that might be enough chaos to get out of here. But they were originally trying to kill us. True. But the potion is a call for help. Right? Yeah. But as far as they know, it would be just him calling for the help, attacking us. Rago says, it would probably blow my cover, but it would add, it would bring another faction here. Like, I don't know if that helps or hurts us. It's it would depend on it would depend on who comes, is what Rago says. I really think we just have to get to Rago. I know. Is Rago has he specified where the purple potion? He says he doesn't know. You don't know where he does know. Oh, he knows where his goes. But he, he knows didn't where his goes. He didn't so oh, it's your turn. You'd have to ask him. I thought I thought you asked him. No, no you tried to. On... He doesn't know where mine goes. Right. Oh, oh. So like, he he, you both goes. have a potion. His, yeah. if he, he takes it, it's going to take him to where his is, yes. and it's going to take hers to wherever that one goes. No, it would, but if she go. holds it, she will. She can elect to go with him. Yes. Without so drinking he, it. Yeah, the way yeah. that the mages kind of, and I'm going to say that he told you this when he was kind of communicating mm-hmm. all this, but the way that the, or not mages, the hooded figure is kind of like, you know, they, they travel using these potions, and each potion is brewed with a specific destination, Yeah. but they also use it as kind of like, a, essentially like a pass card kind of uh, function. So, like, if one takes a potion, he can bring all the other people who have that who want to come with. Who are yeah, potion Yeah, yeah. that's why they don't all have to take a potion every single time. Oh, okay, okay. You know, they, like, would five be... of them come somewhere, only one potion's necessarily needed. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, where does your purple potion take you, then? He says, my purple potion takes me back to the circle of fire. What if we did both? <laughs> what if we did both? Did both? We all touch Rago. Throw he the, sips the purple potion, and we throw, throw the, the orange on the way out. It blows the insurgents' covers. They can't work in the shadows. They'll be surrounded by dwarves and Kingsguard. It at least puts a little bit of evidence that we're innocent out there. I don't know how we're innocent. I don't know innocence, but... Okay. Um, would it be an immediate reaction to them coming back, or would it take, like, a round? He says it'll depend. He says I think it'll be a surprise for the faction for the uh, circle of fire. He says so. I imagine it'll take a second. Okay. So and they don't know what they're jumping into, so they might send somebody strong. Shit. Um. I want to. I want to grab the tiefling lady. I want to bring her towards Rago, so that way we're essentially holding on to him. And then I want to... I want to toss the potion to Lacey. Lacey. My orange potion. To her. So you toss the Early, orange... Early, just give it to her before I go. Okay, so you want to give her the orange potion, and then you want to bring Yara with you and go to, where? To over Rago. To, over to Rago. Okay, cool. Basically, so you... be within grasping range. Okay, you gotcha. Want, so you, yes, you move over there. Um, Rago is by a different soldier. Knight. He's by the same. He's, he, he? Rago is defending Pale Scales. Yeah, by oh, that one. He's really like weak one. So no. if you move, you take an opportunity take an opportunity is there? Can I get? Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Technically, will will um 
Yara take it, or will it, since she's been kind of out of the way the entire time, we should be able to get to him without taking it. The so the dwarves are pissed but honorable. They're probably not going to just bow, straight up yeah. kill her. At least not right now in the middle of battle. They're, they'll probably honor the battle more. Mm-hmm, defeat okay. the attacking okay. people. They're lawful. You know, so yeah, they, yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. Probably, they're not going to hit the person that hasn't done anything. Exactly. I mean, they probably still want to kill her, but they're not going to. They're going to fight the, the threat first. It makes yeah, more yeah, sense yeah. to do that. Okay, so they'll okay. probably make their attack on you instead. Okay. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm going to take it. Okay. Take the opportunity attack. Yeah. All right. So you move over there. The dwarven takes a swing. He got a two. So he's That's definitely not going to hit. Nice. So you go ahead and move over. You hand over the potion to Lacey. Um, and then do I have any other kind <clears> of actions or? Would that uh, probably expend all my stuff? I think it's probably. It's her. Yeah, yeah, it's her. It's her. Okay. Okay. That's it then. Cool. Uh, that's gonna come over to that guard now, who's pretty much only by Lacey, so he's gonna have to go ahead and make an attack on her. Uh, that's gonna be two. It's not gonna make it, and then Nat twenty. Oh, I'm so sorry. So let's temporary hit points. Goes ahead oh, okay, and yeah. swings. Um, that attack's gonna be nine, eighteen, twenty-one. Okay, so Lacey goes out of her fungal form. Okay. She's just she's just Lacey now. Here's Lacey even goes, Which you will pay for what you did. Hi. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's your name? My my name is Yargar. Yargar. Smack some Yeti sticker right on his forehead. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Yoshi for a second. I'm like, Yoshi, oh no. Yoshi doesn't exist in this world. But Yetis do. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, Cool, that comes to Rago. Um, Rago looks at you, Seabog, um, uh, and he says, okay, sounds like we're doing this. We don't really have a lot of time to figure out a whole different plan, so I guess yeah, we're just going to really. go for it and take our chances with the Circle of Fire. Um, he is within range. He doesn't want to move now because he's within range of you, Yara, and Pale Scales. Uh, so I'm just gonna say he, he takes out his hand crossbow and is gonna make, or actually he still can make an attack on the dwarf right next to you. So he's probably just gonna do that. Uh, so that's gonna miss on that one. He's gonna miss on both. He's got a flail. And he's like, I'm really just here to transport everyone, I guess. <laughs> um, and you that suck. will come back to uh, um, initiative order 20. So you guys hear the soldiers coming up, and you uh, can see soldiers kind of come up to the wall of fire. These royal guards, uh, who are the king's guards, who are human guards, come up to the wall of fire. They yell to the dwarf. They say, dwarf mage, lay down this fire now. We must bring them to the king for trial. Uh, And you see the dwarves just kind of sneer and just say, we will have our revenge. Um, So they uh, they sit there arguing, uh, and that will be... The mage dwarf is just going to keep up the fire, uh, and then that will come to pale skills. Do we want a trial or an entire faction? Or I'm sorry, there might be. Might be the dwarf. We'll say you go first. I can't remember. I can't see where my arrows pointing. <laughs> I'm 19. I think. I think you went first. You had 20. The, the yeah. 20 initiative is like the environmental triggers. Yeah, that's the well, that's the me. mage. Uh, dwarf. Yeah. Is that twenty? So it'll be you and then the mage in front, the dwarf in front of you, who's pretty hurt. You got Seabog, Yara, and um, Rago pretty much like right behind you. Put you in. 
Does the orange potion work by drinking it? Do we know that? We don't know that, okay. and... Yeah. Isn't the orange potion? Oh, the, the orange potion. No. Rago just looks at you. Rago just looks at you. Just for somehow just knows what you're thinking. Says no. <laughs> so you throw it on the ground. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, he said. I'm pretty yeah, sure he, he said throw it on the ground. Okay, he's just don't like, no. drink it. He was pretty pretty sure he so the orange no. potion. He goes no. <laughs> I I and he goes yes and I go yeah and I definitely don't and he goes no. no. <laughs> but I'm the only one with the potion. Yes. Unless Rago has potions. He's probably got it. He has he's, a purple potion. He's probably got he a purple, purple potion and an orange use potion. His he used the yellow one. He has his orange. So okay. Yeah, so he can call for help if he wants. But. Why do you just drink the purple potion? Frego? Yeah. Why? He was with mean? everyone, wasn't he? Wasn't that the plan, though? He's not with everyone. Who's he not with? Because we were all. I took the. I took the. I took the hit to get to him. Oh, yeah. He's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait. And by that, I mean your DM is dumb. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. I, well, I forgot that she wasn't there, but she has the other yeah, potion. Yeah, potion. Okay, it. that's right. So he's ready. <laughs> he pulls out the potion like, he's like I'm ready now. It's <laughs> a good thing I shit. missed those two attacks instead. <laughs> I take the potion from yeah. Rago and I open it and I pour it in his mouth. <laughs> Because he forgot to. Go, 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 go. And I'm like, dude, did you forget? And I started <laughs> dumping it I'm down gonna, his throat. Yeah, I'm also seeing this. I'm going to take my reaction to grab my purple potion because I did not have it in my hand. It was you on your purse. Oh, I just have it on your purse. Okay, thank God. In your big, in your big coat. In my, yeah. big, in my big thing. Uh, so, regularly, I look at you. You turn around, pop open this potion. He goes, let's do this. <laughs> and he opens his mouth. You chug it down his throat. Uh, you dump the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You see you see the dwarf behind you is like sure. it's kind of winding up ready to like strike you down again uh you see the mage blasting fire and the other mage um just kind of uh, trying to about to take another strike at um lacy uh you have you see all of these dwarf uh, uh human guards yelling at the dwarf stop that the, you must stand trial um and that and the king's justice will be served and then as uh rago kind of drinks this downs this like purple potion everything just gets really like hazy uh, and just kind of, you know, you start to hear just this reverb of like, um, you know, the, the guards yelling at each other, the royal guards and the dwarven guards, uh, uh, and then just kind of just phasing, everything phasing out into kind of this darkness. Um, you guys suddenly appear, and it's in this very dark, very dimly lit room uh, with like some candles around. There's cobblestone flooring. Um, there is like this like large like hallway of again like pillars all stone and stuff. It seems to be some kind of large stone building that you're in um, that's just very dimly lit with candles. But you appear here, you all just kind of suddenly just fall to the ground a little bit. You're not used to this. Rago's kind of more used to it, just kind of stabilizes himself. You all kind of fall to the ground, get up, dust yourselves off. Um, and you're just in this huge, huge dwarf, uh, uh, not dwarven, but, um, stone, uh, cavernous, yeah, cavernous like kind it. of building. Um, and that's where we'll end our session. <sighs> I felt it. Knew we were close. Yeah, that was a long one. That was dense. Oh, God. We definitely had a thick episode for us. That was a, that was a thick zone. Thick you want to do a little wind down discussion or you want to just call it there? Oh, yeah, we do a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. How is everyone feeling? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had a feeling we weren't going to be able to fight that one. Yeah, that felt like a runaway scenario. Yeah, it sure. definitely did. It felt like an it was, it was tough. It, it's really fun with the different factions. I was actually really excited to just kind of see how it was going to turn out if you guys did call for help. Yeah. I, um, I obviously know what, what how many or what kind of people what, would have shown up. Um, and it would have been real interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been four different factions. Like you guys, uh, the human guards, dwarven guards, and the, uh, the circle of fire, uh, whoever showed up. So yeah, um, that would have been wild. But this is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I definitely thought that the um, the human knights were going to get through. So uh, there was a way that they were going to get through once they were kind of at the fire. Mm. They just got there, but they had no more turns left. So I thought that was what was going to happen, but I actually did not think about you guys drinking the potion. Drinking the potion. Oh, God. So we're off the we're off the grid. Derail. We're off yeah. the map. Okay. But it's okay. It's okay to it's always yeah. okay to derail yeah. at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's he's fine like, to do that. I, I have mean, time to fix now this. Now I got a month. Yeah. You have a month. <laughs> so, okay. I want to know what those books are. Yeah. Did you did you notice or mention what language they're in? Are they in common? You didn't open it. But I guess you could no have titles seen, or anything seen from the cover. Yeah. Um, you could understand them, so I'm gonna say that they were in common. God. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. That's actually a good question. Uh, it makes sense for them all to be in common. Uh, okay. like a... And you know that they're on a Rago's bookshelf, so he, he probably speaks at least. He actually does know some languages, but he speaks yeah. common as the first language, so that makes sense. God. Um, but yeah, the books the books are a thing. Uh, the uh, me on my back was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. I'm really so, sorry. <laughs> that was so funny because it's like if anyone's gonna survive like a collapsing building, it's gonna be the giant turtle man. <laughs> like I couldn't stand. Not the on your back. Yeah. Oh my god. That's Not shell funny. down. Oh goodness.